cover up. Howdy, howdy. What? You recording? Yeah, it's oh, red. We're recording. Here, here I we're up. Yo, we're here. <laughs> like, what's going on? What's going on? You know I'm not real tech savvy. No, neither am I. That's why I bought the Roadcaster Pro, because it's nice colors and big buttons, and it's pretty dummy proof. It, it looks pretty fancy to me. Oh, yeah. No. Yep, it's uh, it's red. It says we're recording, and we're at 33 seconds in. This is the second try, though, because you stood up as soon as I recorded the first time. Yeah, yeah. We're still working on some things. <laughs> yeah. No, we communication were. goes a long way. Hey, uh, why don't you tell them uh, who you have on today? <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, with me I have uh, Derek Frost, the, Derek. Uh, the the rattlesnake man himself in the flesh. <laughs> Here Jesus. I am. Jesus. <laughs> Still don't remember any of that conversation. You know. um, the only reason we call him the rattlesnake man is because he talked about going to rattlesnake churches when he was a kid, and then... My fucking mom listened to the podcast, and she's like, "Oh, are you bringing that the, the rattlesnake guy down to the house? Bringing the rattler man?" I was yeah, like, I'll "Yeah, there, mom." Mama. I was like, "Yeah, mom's name's Derek." <laughs> like, you, can, oh. you can call me Derek. It's fine. No, I like the rattlesnake man. That's got a better ring to it. God bless her heart. I haven't been on a lot of these. I was on the last one with old uh, Phil, which was oh, oh man, crazy. Yeah, I still think about it. Every I don't want to say every day, but it's heavy, man. I was thinking I was thinking about that a lot today. And it's like when like we all go through our own trials and tribulations. But when you when you sit down with someone like him that's seen so much. It's kinda weird when you have someone like I you know, I've I've been through things like everyone else, but when you have someone like Phil on board, you're like, I need to sit here, shut up, and let the man talk. And that's uh, that, that's why like I've you kept picking up where I was, where I couldn't, because it was like he'd say something. I'm like, I, I got nothing. I got nothing. Like <laughs> you were just trying to process what, what he was saying, and he'd be like, "Oh shit, I'm doing a podcast. Yeah, I need to talk." Yeah, hundred percent. Right <laughs> I'd say something I'm like, "Oh yeah, I've been there too, Phil. I know what you're like." Bull, like bullshit, holy, Brad. Like, holy fuck! Like I can't even. What you ain't been there, Brad? What, <laughs> Phil? You're you're lying, Phil. I don't no. get uncomfortable very easy, but the man's got some things to say, and it's like. Uh, how do you, how do you process some of it? A lot of alcohol. A lot of, a lot of alcohol. Yeah. No, no, it's, it's a lot. Yeah. Just, just to, just to hear it, it's like it just gets the gears going. So we did that podcast. I don't know if we talked about it, but the day before we left Phil's house at what, one o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. I mean, some of the conversations that we had around the campfire was, was. Just amazing. Just let Phil talk. And the man, like, he, he's from that area, right? The desert. What's it called again? Came in. Cane beds. Cane beds. He's from that area. But one of the C- smartest. Colorado City, Colorado. Arizona, but Cane beds is where he's at. One of the smartest people I've probably met, honestly. And, like, he would just talk. And he would remember dates, times, people from, like, 30 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, you, you, we were talking about some mountain range. He's like, yeah, that's the... Da da da! Mountain range is discovered by this guy in 1867 by these settlers, and then this family ended up taking the property over. And then, four generations later, they're running the contract with the BLM. And I'm cousins with four of them, and I'm like, Jesus Christ, Phil! I think we need to we need to call Netflix and get a documentary started. Well, they already I think it's on. I don't know whatever whatever show usually plays those super dramatic over over the top fucking shows like reality shows, but it's kind of serious. It's called Escaping Something. It's about 
people trying to escape the uh, fundamentalist Latter-day Saint communities. Something like that for, like, the Amish in Minnesota or something, but not but that area. There's one specifically in that area out there, because I saw it, I think it was on, I don't want to say a and E. I don't know, one of those ones, and it was like, I'm like, oh, Colorado City. I was like, oh, it's 10 minutes from the mouse house. I was like, hold on, what? What am I watching? Hmm. I was like, oh, shit, it's FLDS people trying to dip out. Well, don't blame them. <laughs> no, I don't either. The fact that they keep so many people, it's a, it's a pretty it's a pretty big culture. Like, I was surprised that, I forget how many people I said that were actually in it, but thousands. You're, talking about, you're talking about thousands. Thousands. Brain, no. I don't know, brainwash. No, fear, fear for sure. It's, it's fear, and even even when I was a kid growing up, uh, Southern, we weren't Southern Baptists. We didn't go to church every day, but the area was. And even even in that, I was still pretty terrified growing up of religion, doing the doing wrong things like uh, going to hell. We weren't even in the church every Sunday, and I was still afraid of it. So to to be in that culture. It's oh, terrifying! Yeah. Here, put the put the mic like center up to you because when you get to one side, it why, why does it sound so good? But if I talk in the front, it sucks. I don't know. It's probably your uh, cheap probably, materials. Probably my ghetto ass shit I got. Hold on, let's try this real quick. Let's loosen these motherfuckers up, and then talk to it. Oh, oh, there it is. Hello, hello. Oh test, my god! Test, I've been I've been fucking. Test, 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 no, you gotta talk test, on the test. on the fat side right here. <laughs> Jesus Christ! I've been fucking talking to these hey, mics wrong this whole time. How many how many podcasts have we done? Oh, fucking six now. So we're so uh, we got these mics in front of us, and uh, we've been we've been kind of like hugging on the tip the whole time. <laughs> yeah, I've been just the just the tip, but you're supposed you've to. Been, you've been screaming at your 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 guests oh for like seven episodes. I've fucking I'm so stupid. <laughs> It didn't. It didn't tell me how to do it when I bought them. Every times you give me shit about it. Come Holy on, shit! Know your gear. It's know a, your equipment. It sounds so much better too. It's crisp. Turn that shit down. It's so, it's too crisp. <laughs> my fucking ears are. My ears are bleeding. No, it's good. Is that good right there? A little there? bit. A little bit. Yeah. It's Jesus. Fine. Hours and hours into. Uh, how many hours and much time I got into this? And I've been talking into the wrong Man, it's, fucking it's way. Nice. I felt like I just woke up. It's, it's, oh. it's refreshing. Oh. I haven't been on a lot of these podcasts. I've had a, a lot of stuff going on in my life. Some good things, some bad things, some some more good things. Uh, it's good things. I got a, uh, I got married recently. <clears throat> oh no! Congratulations! Oh, oh, official and uh, yeah, we did. We went ahead and did the uh, the courthouse thing. Went went over there with a uh, you know a couple couple of the old family and uh got my boys down there did the did the courthouse thing and uh we're probably not doing a ceremony i don't know if i talked about it with you before but like we're like huh where are you why are we doing the ceremony it's super stressful you got to coordinate a bunch of stuff are we super religious no does our family care that we do a ceremony no uh why are we doing the ceremony and then we thought because it's the norm because it's the norm and you grow up thinking that you're going to do a ceremony and it's going to be this big thing. Everyone's going to, like, my family's going to be on this side. Your family's going to be on this side. We have to do scripts and vows and blah, 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 blah. But why? Cost a bunch of money. Nah, man. We uh, we went to the courthouse, um, did like a 20-minute kind of ordeal. And in July, we're going to do a reception. And not hating on anyone who does the old-fashioned receptions and everything. Real, real formal you know, a big, big cake, uh, buffet, whatever the case may be. But 
we're doing it at a river, a very popular river uh, spot, excuse me, where uh, people like to go and uh, do a little uh, tubing, camping. Uh, her family's got uh, some property out that way, and we're just going to do a camping trip with uh, everybody who matters, and Hell it's yeah. going to be a good time. Hell yeah. That's what's up. Yeah. I don't think, like, if you want the ceremony, do it. But I hate when people are like, we got to do this, and I have to invite every person I've known in the last 17 years, even if I haven't talked to them. And we, you, we had like 40, but it was all like parents, brothers, sisters, like best friends, yeah. and aunts and uncles. And right. it was like, I think 42 of us, and it was perfect. Like, we, 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 did, we, we did it in Charleston, got a rooftop bar afterwards, like... We balled out. When I say we balled out, we probably, I think they spent like, we spent like seven or eight G's. And that was like, that's, that's fine. I mean, that was like rooftop bar, like five different appetizers or hors d'oeuvres. And it was like prime rib or scallops. And it was like open bar, all you can drink wine. It was, it was awesome. It, 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 was, it was intimate and it was small. That's when you, you start your relationship in debt is where I have an issue. I was like, what are you doing? No. And uh, you no. get people, like, like you said, people you, you've never even, uh, you haven't talked to in years. You get them, you get them to this, this, this party, and you're feeding them the, the best of the best food. You got top shelf liquors uh, just on the fountain, and it's like you're spending hundreds of dollars per person. And you know who's not having a good time and who's stressed? The bride and the groom. Absolutely. Or the people are like, oh, good I guess I'll fucking go. Yeah. They just sit there like a clam the whole time. Feel they like sit, they, they throw to. you like a 20 spot in the card. Hey, congratulations. I know it's costing you 140 for me, but here's a 20 spot. And if they can't afford it, you know what I'm saying? But yeah, there's no. people that just don't appreciate it, so that's why we kept it small and intimate. Don't get me wrong. There was tons of more people I'd like to invite it. I would have liked to invite it. And I know they've had a good time, but it was like with our situation, it had to happen pretty quick. So yeah. we did. We did. We had an awesome time. It turned out amazing. But it was small. Yeah. No, I'm all about it. Her uh, her mom and dad's giving us, uh, I guess, a little bit old fashioned. So they're giving us a little uh, little money to uh, to spend. Gave us a budget, and uh, we thought, well, let's do that. Let's get some good barbecue going. Let's get some drinks going. Let's make sure everybody has a good time. Let's do some camping. Uh, but the rest of it, uh, let's spend on the honeymoon. Facts. Let's spend it on us. We're gonna go maybe maybe cruising, uh, depending on how the old uh, pandemic and uh, booking of that works out. But if we can't do a cruise, uh, probably just a resort. You guys don't bring the boys? No. I feel like I want to. I'd love to. But I don't want to look back and say that we made it a family get-together. Some people do that. They, they, they do a family thing, which is fine. But, like, no, it we should can be whatever you guys want. We can do that. We can do that another weekend or a week. Um, I don't think there'll be any heartache later, like, immediate, like, off the bat or even down the road. Yeah. yeah. No. So I think everything will work out good. A cruise, though, man. Come on, if you're gonna, how, like, how much are you looking at to spend on a cruise? Well, they're cheap right now. You know, they're cheap. It's booking them is the issue, and um, in our line of work, I don't even know if we're allowed to go on cruises. I don't know if you can speak on that or not, but uh, I don't think I don't think we can right now, can we? Oh yeah, shit, we can't leave the fucking. Yeah, we can't leave right now. Oh. I'm so, tripping. I'm like, oh man, you should just do what we did because we did like three-ish weeks in Europe. It was like, well, that's we fine, but yeah, I mean, it, we, was, it was relatively cheap because we did like kind of the eastern. I don't want to say eastern block, but we did like Austria, uh, Prague, and then Budapest, which are relatively cheap. Sounds amazing. I was kind of worried about going to Europe because I've never I've never been before, and I was I was concerned that my first time would be my honeymoon, and I feel like it's pretty important to have a good time 
on that day. Like that's the day you don't want to you don't want to screw up those couple days. Like you want to have a good time. That was our honeymoon. We had a fucking blast. Drank every day. <laughs> saw all the all the history stuff we wanted to see. Just did whatever we wanted. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, I think we're planning on going to uh, possibly Mexico. I think maybe Cozumel and then maybe Jamaica. I, I forget what the actual route does, but it does like two popular tourist destinations. And then um, you obviously have the days at sea. So I think I did that one. We did that for my uh, senior trip in high school. Oh, shit. Yeah, we hit up Cozumel and then Ocho's Rios, Jamaica. And then we what went kind to of the high school. Did you go to, brother? Fucking Missouri. This is cheap as shit. And, you know, you, you guys don't have books the whole time you're here, but hell yeah, we're going on this cruise. I think there was like nine DUIs in my senior class that year. Uh, and our, our, uh, our senior shirt was, uh, it said, class of, because I graduated in 2008, it said yeah. class of .08. On the back, it said, always pushing the limit, because that's the legal <laughs> alcohol limit for you to be considered drunk or drinking and driving. I remember they did a trip in my high school. <clears throat> it was uh, for the art class, and they did a Europe <clears throat> trip, and it it must have been like $3,000, so, you know, my ass didn't go. But uh, when they went over there, I heard all about it when they got back, and, you know, the legal drinking age is, is different there. And they ended, oh, yeah. Up, yeah. Yeah, they ended up getting... Pretty weird. All the teachers and the students just you know, it's getting wild and out. So, shout out Clinton High School. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's how it is in like every other country. It's only like I think I don't, don't want to put a number on it. It's very few countries that uh, limit the alcohol, drinking age to twenty one. Like yeah. most countries are eighteen, and then like a lot of Europe, man, like they don't even card. Like when I was living in Bosnia with one of my best friends, they didn't. They don't card you anywhere. <laughs> Like there was, there was, there was bars you'd go to if you were like in your thirties and forties. Mm -hmm. There was clubs you'd go to if like you're young twenties and you want to rage. And then there was like the junior high bar, or everyone's just like sucking down Red Bull and vodkas all night and chain smoking cigarettes. I don't know anything about it, but I I had heard you can get alcohol out of vending machines and stuff. I don't know if that's a real thing or not. Yeah, yeah. You know, I get all my I get all my information from Facebook and TikTok, so not very credible. It's it's probably 100% fact-based. Yeah? Every, no, not at all. <laughs> no. You got, you got me excited for a second. I was like, damn, I'm smart. <laughs> no. No. I can't. I, the only reason I even keep Facebook anymore is just to look at the marketplace. Marketplace. Like, that's 100% like that. And I like, when I reach out to an old friend or something, I'm like, the once every five years I do. But other than that, I don't fuck with it, man. Because like, Craigslist isn't a thing anymore. Every time I go to get rid of that toxic shit out of my life, Facebook, I go I go to click it, and I'm like, how am I going to sell my bullshit? And I close yeah. the app. Oh, yeah. 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 What I did, though, have you ever watched The Social Dilemma on Netflix? No. You need to watch it. It'll change your perspective on, on all things social media, all things technology, all things, you, you name it, that you can put on your phone. And it, it, it got me to the point where I was like, Jesus Christ, like, this is so fucking scary. Because it's like, how many hours a day do you think you legitimately spend looking through shit that you don't give a fuck about? But if you see that little notification thing, you're going to be like, oh, got to click it. Got to. And they, um, we might have talked about it before on the podcast or, or somewhere else, but it sets off 
endorphins in your brain. Yeah, yeah. They just talk, like they, they talk about that hard. This this beer that I'm drinking now, uh, just anything when it, when it comes to, to drugs, alcohol, uh, sex addiction, social media, seeing those notifications does the exact same thing in your brain, and it's a it's a legitimate uh, addiction. Yeah, yeah, and I was like, so what? What did I do immediately after that show? I turned off all notifications for all that shit, and I was like, I never look at it anymore. It's crazy. The first couple of days, though, we're like, I need to get on there and check. Well, it's like, who the fuck am I talking to on the daily? Like, yeah. my wife, some family, right, and like the boys. And what are the boys doing? Talking shit. <laughs> <laughs> just in a group chat, just, just bullshit, yeah, talking yeah. shit constantly, just bringing you I down. get on there and it's just like, hey, fathead, where the fuck you at? Hey, a piece of shit. It's like, okay, I'll see you in a couple of days. I'll oh, see yeah. you at work, one or two. I don't, I don't. I don't even have the notifications on that on that stuff. But I'll get on there and see a whole conversation started, and I'll I'll add something. And it's like, just get insulted immediately. <laughs> yeah, it's part of the life, you know. Yeah, we all know who that one motherfucker is that's gonna yeah, do it. Yeah, you know, if we ever get him on the old the, the show, which I don't, I don't know, I don't know. We I don't want to drive man. all the viewers away. No, and you know I have a strict rule of no Jews in my house. So. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding, we love them. <laughs> They're resilient people. Shout out, shout out, Forrest Burford Brook the third. Where, where you at? Where you at? Where's your mom at? Being creepy somewhere. That's where he's at. Uh, Blowing money. So you got married. That's a good thing. Wasn't another good thing. Uh, I got, I got married, and I know that I got from the show. I got a lot of fans in Australia, Germany, Russia, some in the Middle East that were kind of pressing to maybe have a chance. But unfortunately, here I am married. So. Uh, all you guys out there, I do apologize. So, so so good, baby. <laughs> I was wondering where the fuck you were going with that. No, you you know you know I'm popular abroad. That's why. Are you? Yeah, for, yeah. Shows are kind of it's kind of put a big head on me. You know what this? Yeah, this the show. Oh, you know, I thought you meant your own show. Oh, this? What show do I have? I don't know. I thought you did like some TikTok shit. My Appalachia ass don't have no show. I thought you did TikTok. You were no, TikTok. I, I just I just come out of the house from time to time, get a little vitamin D and make an appearance. That's all <laughs> I do. You're, you're awfully pasty. I am a little bit pasty. <laughs> I'll tell you why. Uh, other good things that happen in my life. I'm a little pasty because I've been indoors because I just got out of surgery. Oh my God. What kind of surgery? Guys, it was hair loss surgery. Oh my God. Really? Tell us about it. Yeah. It's kind of, uh, what, what do you call it when uh, people are like ashamed to talk about it? What's the word I'm looking for here? Embarrassed? Embarrassed, yeah. I, a lot of people don't like to talk about it. They'll get it done, and I'm like, I'll talk about it. Is there anything that I could have changed? I got old, and my hair started to fall out. And you, and you, and you get online immediately. You're like, how can I stop this? And you start seeing all these reviews of like, do this, do that, apply this. If you eat peaches, your sperm count will go up and your hair won't fall out. No, sir. The only thing you can do in this situation is to have surgery, and does it cost money? Yes, it does. <laughs> yeah, I've been saving up for it, and uh, I got it done. I'm still, I feel like I'm still pretty young, so I... Um, young enough, for sure. Young enough to where I wanted, you know, just got married, still wanted to look decent in some photographs for, you know, a couple more years, if that. Uh, so, saved up for it, and I went to the uh, the old uh, Bosley Institute and got it done, and it was a pretty interesting experience. So, how does it work? Yeah, so, 
for I know a lot of people are out there and they it when you go online you might find a video or two talking about it but for the most part people people don't talk about it because they're ashamed of it so I'll, I'll give you the rundown so there's two different kinds of procedures when it comes to this stuff F-U-E and F-U-T F-U-E is the more popular one which is more expensive what they do is they uh, will go into the back of your head or uh, the transplant kind of area or the borrowed area and they'll go back in there they'll shave your head and with a with a tool each individual follicle they'll pluck it out with this instrument pluck 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 and the back of your head will just be just riddled with uh, little blood spots where they they pluck uh, individual hairs out they'll put it on a platter and uh, they will go to the um, top of your head and just insert them. Um, the doc, there's an anesthesi anesthesiologist there. I yeah, say yeah that's how you say it. Uh, they don't put you under. You're awake during the whole thing. Uh, you got to keep in mind this is cosmetic surgery, so they they, they treat you golden the whole time. Um, you're awake. You're watching Netflix. They'll give you anything they that, that you need. They'll give you. Uh, they order Jimmy John's for you. It's an all day thing. So they order Jimmy John's, give you a sandwich. What kind of sandwich you get? Oh man, I got the club. You gotta, you gotta fuck around with that Italian son. I don't. I don't know if that. I just the first thing that was on the menu. I was a nervous wreck. I've never had surgery before. So really? they gave, yeah, they gave me the uh, no no surgery at all. Like I broke my arm once, but um, other than that, nothing nothing huge. So I was trying to keep my composure, which normally I'm pretty good at, but this. It was it was nerve wracking, and you know paid a lot of money for it, so I was I was a little bit on edge. So I just picked the first sandwich on there. Club's a good choice, though. Yeah. So I sit down in the chair. Well, first you talk to the doctor, and um, he's like, "Gotta take some pictures." I'm like, "I don't want pictures. I don't want to be on your commercials." <laughs> he's like, "That's not what they're for." And I'll tell you why it's important uh, before you go and argue with them like I did, because they have a guarantee that if it's not what you wanted within like uh like a year or something that you'll do a consultation and um they'll review your records and the photographs and show you the before and after and if it's, if it wasn't what you wanted i think they have some kind of guarantee associated with that to, to help you out so take the pictures don't uh they um they do have a little box that you can X out to make sure that they don't post them anywhere of anything of that nature. Sure. Um, wasn't interested in that. So uh, they took the pictures just for my personal record so I could review them in the future if I decided to get any more surgeries. I talked to him about what I wanted, had a little spiel, uh, paid for it up front, um, obviously, and then got right into it. So they take you to, uh, back to the chair and uh they get you a little anesthetic they start plugging it into the the donor area the back side so um oh i didn't even tell you which one i went with uh I, I no you only explained the, the first F one the fue yeah let me, let me backtrack a little bit sorry the fue uh individual <laughs> um hair follicles get taken out this particular procedure you have to shave your head for so i wasn't about it but um, so it's more expensive because you don't have a scar afterwards. The FUT is the less expensive version. And what you're stuck with is, um, 
if you look at your hand, those those lines on your palm, you're stuck with a scar very similar to that on the back of your head, stretching almost ear to ear. Jesus. Yeah. Um, and you've already seen it, but can't really show the viewers, but it's uh yeah. it's it's pretty pretty lengthy. But once it's healed up, um you won't be able to tell if you if your hair has grown out. Correct, you, correct me if I'm wrong, but why can you see one scar not the other? Because like, is it isn't it like all based on how sharp the knife is and how they cut, or is it just? So no, uh, are you talking about for the uh, different uh, like procedures? Why, like, why can they see the scar more so in the cheaper one, but the one that you got, it's you're less likely to be able to notice it. So the two kinds, F U E versus F-U-T. Yeah. F-U-E is the one where they pluck out the individual oh. follicle. Oh, okay. They do not, um, you don't go under the scalpel for that one. And that's the F- F-U-E. F-U-E. More expensive, no scar. Uh, same, almost same result. I'll go into that maybe a little bit later. But um, uh, F-U-T is the cheaper version. You will be stuck with a scar. So uh, that's what that's what I went with because I didn't really give a shit. I don't ever plan on shaving my head to the skin anyway so people can't see it. It didn't make sense for me. So um, they numb the area, and then when that's all numbed up, the doctor comes in and takes a section of hair, depending on how many grafts that you purchased, he will take that many sections of hair that actually count out the density of your hair back there to get, and they have some kind of way of determining the how much that will be so by the end of it if you get more hairs than what they intend on giving you it's free if you get less hairs they give you money back which is awesome so they don't screw you over so went back there and it sucked. It was numb. It it was super numb in the back, but it when he went in, you could hear them kind of like slicing through the hair, Ugh. and it was kind of like almost uh, very similar to like a crunching kind of sound as he sliced through the back of your head. Got the um, that sliver of area out. Put it on whatever dish I couldn't see, and then sewed it up. So, um, so that's, that's where my question was. So they actually, like, they cut the back of the head and they take out an actual piece of skin, actual piece of skin. They take out an actual piece that has like, let's just say it's like grass. They take out like a little strip of lawn and put it on the driveway. They push that grass together and they're going to get that, they're going to get that grass. They pulled out and they're going to put it on that spot where grass ain't growing. Not there yet. You're, you're close, but I'll, I'll let you know. Let me know. So. I didn't. So, I didn't realize they actually like take a fucking chunk. A it. chunk out, yeah. Jesus Christ! Sew it back up, but you know the back of your head's pretty. It's pretty long. You don't get to look at it a lot, but you got a lot of real estate back there. It doesn't make you know, like it's not a huge deal. Especially me, man. I got a big ass dome. Oh, dude, I got. I got a lot of a lot of lawn. You got in the a. Back. You got a, a long back neck. <laughs> <laughs> got that long neck dog. So it, it, yeah, it was it was a win win because I shortened that thing up a little bit while I was at it. Do you notice it? Do you notice that like the back of your skin's tighter? It's not. It's not tighter. Like no, what? It, I, and I thought about that. I was like, God, I don't want like it to feel tight all. I the can't time. look down at my feet anymore. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm like that now because it's still healing up. But yeah, no, eventually I won't be like that. Anyway, here's where the reason why it takes all day. So you're sitting there, just got sewed up, right? Watching a little Netflix, hanging out. A nurse steps over to the side to her little table. She puts her headphones in or whatever she does to pass the time and she starts extracting those follicles out of the um the borrowed skin 
one by one by one by one extracts those out onto a dish and then um is there like so it's like the hair and the follicle or is it just the follicle itself so they shave that that the specific area okay but when they close it back up all the hairs are not has not been shaved they only shave what they're borrowing so when they when they sew you back up, your hair is just as long. So yeah, and the FUT that's another uh, positive thing. You don't have to shave your head. You got to go to work in two weeks. Well, guess what? You're going to be healed, and your hair is going to be just as long. Better for the females in this case. A lot of females get it too. A lot of people are surprised by that. Um, so sewed it up, and you're good to go in two weeks. Uh, you take the stitches out. Super easy. Haven't done that yet. I still got another week to go, but uh. Good to go. And where was that? Oh, take the uh, follicles out. Yeah. And then the doctor's there for two reasons. For the consult, well, three reasons. Consultation, the actual extraction of the borrowed area, which you need like a doctor to do. And then this next part, he's, uh, ever, you ever laid fence before? We have post hole diggers. Yep. Same process. He's got a tool that, and he comes in and they numb the area first thing, the whole top of the head, num 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 num, and then the doctor comes in, and with this little post hole digger, uh, he's got a nurse right beside of him. Her her whole job is to count. So once he gets started, he's like, go, plop 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 plop, and starts stabbing into your head with a scalpel. And she goes, she's going one two three four five six seven eight nine ten. Other lady goes ten, one two three four five six seven eight nine ten twenty, one two three four, and it keeps going. All the way to 1,400 grafts is what I did, what I needed for my hair loss, which isn't a lot. turns out 1,400. How, how do they stack the hair follicles where they can just, like, machine, not, machine gun them on you? I'm not 100% sure how they did that, but I think it was on some kind of kind of plate or they something. Put, they put the hair follicles in, like, a, like a big magazine? Maybe. And I was like, I'm not, well... I do know how they applied them, and I'll, I'll get to that in a second. So I don't know exactly what their process is with that because, to be honest, I wasn't, like, trying to look around and no, yeah, see for sure. what was going no. on. I was like, just get this shit over with. I hate yeah. it, but the, the outcome's good. But um, where is that? Oh, so uh, he's going, postal, he's postal. going boop, 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 boop. Thum, 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 thum. They're counting. Thum, 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 thum. All the way. So this comes to the most unenjoyable part of this, and I'm not trying to turn anyone away that might be listening in. But there is a thing with your metabolism that causes some people to not um, accept the numbing. What, what's the numbing stuff called again? Uh, uh, that, well, they do it in dentistry as well. Uh, Look my, that up my, my real fucking, quick. My wife said it a minute ago. While you're looking that up, um, <clears throat> just uh, to note... Before all this stuff starts, they do come in and give you some... some lidocaine. Lidocaine, that's what it is. That's what it is. Yeah. They do come in and give you some medication to calm you, and it is the good stuff. So, um... Ooh, talking about drugs? Talking about drugs. No. You trying to get high? <laughs> they, they, you know, they help you out, is all I'm going to say, to keep you calm. They don't need people freaking out during this process. Did they put you on oxycodone or perks? Uh, it was uh, Vicodin. And, like that, uh, yeah. yeah, and then you go home with a bottle of, of codeine, uh, take as prescribed, okay? Codeine liquid form? Or? Uh, pill form, yeah. Pill form, not codeine. Uh, mixture of, uh, what it is is Tylenol 3. It's just uh, acetaminophen and uh, codeine mixed, so not... Oh, yeah. 
not the super good stuff, but it'll it'll make you um, enjoy your next couple of days a little bit better. So oh, that's yeah. good. Oh yeah. All right, punching the holes, punching the holes, and during the yeah during this process, so so some people, including myself, their metabolism will burn through lidocaine, uh, lidocaine um, faster than others. So normally it's supposed to take like an hour or something to kind of start burning through it, um, whatever the number is. But I was burning through it in like a couple minutes. So I don't know why that is and whatever the case may be, but some people are like that. I know we talked to your wife. Your wife's like that as well. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, so it's that appellation in you, man. It just runs through yeah, shit. Yeah, Internal fire is burning. It's just gener- generational just addiction to painkillers. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, it's in my jeans. Uh, anyway, uh, so by the time they got to the back, man, um, I'll be honest with you, I was feeling every bit of it. I said, "All right," and, and they're open with you. They're like, "You've paid good money for this stuff. If you feel any discomfort, let us know because this is not the day to be toughing it out." Because some people try to do that, and I was feeling it, plop, 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 and um, I was like, "Jesus Christ! All right, you guys got to stop because I'm feeling every bit of this." Um, nurse comes back in, shot, 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 gives me more, uh, medication. It's not really working. I don't know what the case may be. Of the lidocaine? The lidocaine, yeah. And, um, long story short, I probably did a hundred, probably a hundred graphs to 150 graphs and failed every bit of it. Jesus Christ. So can you give, can you, can you give us a, uh, something that's similar to what each, what a graph would feel like? So what it is, is it's a very small scalpel that uh, penetrates probably, you know, I don't know how deep into the skin. But like, what's it comparable to? Like if I were to get some, so, something I can get out of my house and feel that so same kind of pain? If you, if you got a tattoo on the top of your foot or on your sternum or something like that, Oof. yeah, that's probably what you're dealing with. Or maybe on the nipple. It was not, it was not good. Um, they tried to help me out as much as they could. They're like, we apologize. It's not taken for you for some reason in this area. It happened to be on this left side right here. They shot that up to a point where they could see the lidocaine liquid underneath the skin. There was so much of it, but it wasn't, it wouldn't take it. It wouldn't take it. So I, hundred to 150 probably graphs that I, I had to stick out. I'm sure if I didn't want that area done, they would have done it for me. But I was like, you know what? Get it over with. So, the things you'll do to look good in pictures, brother. To look good. Sex pill. Oh, fuck, man. That sounds horrible. Yeah. But um, got that done. And then, um, so, yeah, but with her taking out the follicles, that took hours, right? So you're just watching Netflix. So... The next part, after he punches all the holes in, see a doc, the nurses come in, and they surround your head, depending on how many um, grafts you have, and they have them on their glove, all the all the follicles, so maybe do 40 of them or something, 20 to 40 or something like that, and they have some kind of instrument, and they're just planting those seeds, man, because that's what a follicle is, is a seed. So um, they start planting those seeds, one on one side, one on the other, because I only had like 1400 but i say if you if you are completely bald and needed like 3000 35 4000 grafts you might have somebody in the back uh, helping out as well but planting 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 and that takes a long time and that's why you're there just all day how long did it take from the how many how many did you get total 1400 grafts and that's for um 
if you're experiencing thinning like what i'm doing i, I got older i'm experiencing thinning so i went ahead and wait a couple of years that if you're 23 listening to this and you're like i've got that let me go do that also you're wasting your money because it ain't stopped yet so uh wait till you're closer to 30 and go knock it out unless you want to do multiple surgeries so yeah that'd be <clears throat> there was a time when i was when I, my hair was fucking falling out i started i looked into that for like a whole three days and people were doing it way too early yeah and they would they would get it done in like their mid twenties, but their hair would keep receding, so it'd be like thick ass hair, bald strip, and then old ass hair below yep. that. It's yep. like what the fuck? I was like, up. nope. But yeah, no, I I support anybody who wants to do it, and there's this like people are ashamed of it because I don't know men aren't supposed to do things like this, but women can go out and spend thousands, the same amount of of money in one year every year women will 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 spend on cosmetics and i don't say about every year but it's 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 a it's so you hear someone oh uh this girl got her tits done cool yeah. good for her and you know that um a lot of companies um will let you do um i was talking to somebody in the military and said that uh, you can go and claim mental health issues for your tits uh-huh. and they'll they'll get those done for you 100 percent and I always thought it was, well, if you have back problems, you can get that done. Your insurance will cover it. But in some cases, they'll do it just for mental health. And are we, like, too blind to see that some men have mental health issues because they're going bald? I know that when it when it hit me that I finally was losing my hair, it fucked you up. all I thought about for weeks. It fucked you up. Yeah. I was hearing that happen. Yeah. It sucks because that's all you think about. He's like, I never knew. I and used to I, go. I think I've. Like I, I, I was, I went a little hard on you too, because didn't I say something to you that still stuck with you to this day? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're sitting around the office. Uh, let me set the scene for you. We're sitting in the office. Uh, it's called a bullpen, where um, everyone. There's a lot of people in there. A uh, bunch of desks everywhere. It's a big no open walls, bay area. Big open area with yeah. a bunch of desks. Um, uh, at the time, you know there. There, there's women in there. There's dudes in there. All kinds of people in there. And officers we're enlisted, young, old. We're, we're, talk, we're talking about something, something to do with hair. And I had one thing to the conversation. I was like, "Yeah, I used to have long hair. I, I love when I get out of the military to grow that stuff out again." And you said something uh, along the lines of, "You're high. That's never coming back." <laughs> <laughs> And that hurt my heart because not a week or two before I came to the realization that I was losing my hair. I'm so sorry. Yeah. And it hurt me. It hurt me on the inside, and I still think about it, okay? No. But I'm glad I said that because I was being honest. Yeah. And you know what? what's important, um, if anybody's listening in has the same issue, um, about hair loss and it actually happening to you the quickest way to make yourself mentally feel better about it is accepting it talk about it say it shit i'm losing my hair to your significant other or shit i'm losing my hair to your friends and family and shit do i want to do something about it and if the answer is yes go for it that that was a real thing for me man like i i uh my hair, like, I never noticed my hair was going away, but because it never got thin, it just it started to, like, slowly become the widow's peak. Yeah. Like, in my early 20s, like, early 20s. And then by the time I came in, it was, like, I noticed from, like, my high school graduate picture, because I didn't come in until I was 22. Yeah. Almost 23. So, from, like, 18 to 23, it was, like, 
a significant amount of, of widow's peak coming in, but I never noticed it, nor did I care about it. And then I went to Afghanistan in 2013 and like the before and after pictures of me, mm-hmm. like just from the amount of stress you're in and just shitty living conditions. It was like, like my face changed. Like you could see my jaw afterwards. Like I had crow's feet underneath my eyes. Like I lost half my fucking hair. It probably accelerated it. You were probably going down that path regardless, oh, yeah, for but sure. I guarantee you that it probably accelerated it. Accelerated it, it, accelerated it I want to say tenfold. Like, and, and it sucks because when you're in a situation like that, especially overseas, um, being able to recognize that it's happening can sometimes um, help you out because all of these, uh, you talk about Rogaine and uh, all these different other treatments that you can do, uh, they're great. They, they work for what they're uh, prescribed for, they will not grow back your hair. They will stop any more from coming out. So when you recognize it as, uh, you know, as early as possible, if you get on this stuff and you stay on how um, you're directed to do it twice a day, every day, your hair won't fall out anymore. But you're not getting none of uh, any more of it back. And that's, what happens? That's crazy. Yeah. What happens is uh, people it hits them so fast because not everybody looks down at their head every day, and and notices. You'll walk into Walmart one day. And you'll look up at the screen and think, who's that guy? I'm like, damn, he ain't got no hair oh, back yeah. there. Oh, that's me, dog. And it's too late. It's too late, It man. got to the point, like, where my widow's peak was real long. I would get my hands, and I would, like, curl the front. I'd, like, grab the widow's peak, and I'd curl it, and I'd, like, bring it down to, like, my, my forehead. Like, I would run my hands through my hair. Like, I would just, like, run through it. I'd kind of grab it. Yeah. And I'd, like, flick my fingers, and you'd just see, like, five to ten hairs just fall out. It's nuts. Like, every time I did it. Yeah. Like every time I did, I was like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> that's that's nuts. That's, that's, that's a hard thing to to you think it won't happen to you. And that was that that wasn't the bad part. It was it was the me like in denial. Like I'm not losing my hair. I'm just gonna grow it real long and then slick it the fuck back with a ton of pomade. <laughs> it was so greasy and dirty looking. My early twenties, and a lot of people say this, but my early twenties, my hair was so thick that I had to go not get it cut every week, but get it thinned every week. And that's where they do the layering because my hair was so thick that it would go straight out. And my boy's (laughs) like that now, my son. He's like, he'll deal with the same thing one day. But it was so thick it went straight out, so I had to get it thin so it would lay like a normal person's. Really? It hit um, um, when I joined the military. It started happening and when i got to my final uh duty location it hit hard going through a divorce dealing with being um uh, doing that single dad life having the kids all the time and struggling with the uh, the job as well that stress like your situation was a little bit worse but mine was definitely not worse yours is definitely worse uh, yeah well anyway regardless um the stress of, of dealing with that accelerated it so fast that I wasn't able to catch it. Ugh. So, um, married now and decided, you know, she, uh, we had a conversation about it. I finally was like, Hey, I know you've noticed, but I'm losing my hair. And what do you think about that? She's like, I don't give a shit. And I was like, that's amazing. And then I asked myself, do I give a shit? And the answer was still yes. So I went and got it done. Good for you. No, there shouldn't be any bad stigma about that. There shouldn't be. Like if you like the fact that dudes feel bad about that, even even getting information on it. Uh, I know the first time that I looked it up, I was like tapping on the computer, and you know they're all they're all watching, right? And weeks after that, from to this day, I'm still getting like hair loss advertisements because I made that one search, <laughs> right? Yeah. So people are afraid of it. 
Don't be, man. Do Who cares? Like, what? How can you like? If anyone's like, gonna say like, oh, "You're a douche, man. You're you're fucking weak." It's like, why? Who cares? Like, yeah. No, if it me. makes you feel better. Yeah. More confident, like, fucking get it done. That's what it is. My, my lady's not leaving me, but if I can look in the mirror every day and feel a little bit more confident. Do it. Do it. Do it. Everybody has to chase their uh, pursuit of happiness, and I'm, I'm about it. And that, that doesn't mean, people out there listening, that you should uh, spend all your money and not be able to pay your bills and take care of your children. Now, if you have the means to do that, save up for it. Get it done. Do that's your research. I, that's what I did. I'm not rich by no means. Don't go to Tijuana. Don't go to Tijuana. Uh that's another good point of discussion. We kind of already <laughs> talked about the two procedures, right? The two different ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They plug you in. They give you your meds, your post-op stuff. You're good to go. Um, but that being said, Bosley's the name brand, right? And uh, and they do a damn good job. There are cheaper options, specifically on the East Coast or in bigger cities, um, where they have like four or five people on the same street competing, and there's some 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 price wars going on. Right? Keep in mind that sketchy. It's it's, <laughs> it's cheaper, and you can get it done. You can even probably travel <clears throat> to another country, like you were talking about, and get this done. But keep in mind, they're not the name brand. So if things get weird, things get infected. Uh, you get what you pay for. You get what you pay for, yeah. I don't know if you get what you pay for, but yeah, I don't know. If you're going to do something that something that people can see as soon as they look at your face, like, you probably want to spend the good money on it. And people want to know about the worst part of the whole situation. Um, you think, oh, you got stabbed 150 times and you felt it. That had to suck. Not really. The worst part uh, by far, and you'll hear some people talking about it. Quit messing with your mic over there, man. I'm trying to speak. Um, oh, there you go. I'm, tr- I'm trying to yeah, do mute, it so quick. Mute, mute yourself. Be professional. No, that's why I got it muted because it keeps fucking. Uh, shit. Keep going. Right. <laughs> I was trying to be all fucking Rico Suave about it. You can fuck like me try, up, dog. I'm trying to talk. And like, <laughs> I want you to do the same thing whenever. whenever, whenever no, I got, I got you. No, we're going to take a, a quick uh, pee break in a second, but I got one last thing to say about this situation. No, let's hear it. Let's hear it. The worst part about getting hair loss surgery is the damn itching after the fact. Oh, yeah, you were telling me about you that. You get some spray oh and it moisturizes the area. But I'll tell you, I took a shower today, and I think what happened was the heat got to the scar on the back side of my head. The top was itchy, don't get me wrong. But the heat got to the scar uh, that, that's still healing on the back of my head, and when I got out and immediately just felt like it was just festering, like there were like, like just creepy crawlies trying to get into it. And I felt like I was on meth. I was shaking so bad because <laughs> you can't touch the stuff. If you start digging your nails into the, these graphs, you're going to, you're going to ruin it. And it's thousands of dollars down it'll, the drain. It, like, so if you scratch it, it'll, it'll rip the follicle out. Absolutely. Uh. Two weeks, you need to let this shit heal. So you're going to have to deal with the scratching. You can do it. You can do the little, uh, the ghetto weave pat if you if you need to give a little pat 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 and that might help it out a little bit but that that the back of the uh, the 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 scar itched so bad that i was shaking i was like no one speak to me if anyone out there is like took in c4 or something and gives you that every once in a while your face will itch so bad you're like oh shit i gotta go for a mile long run it's about twice as worse as that so that happened when i got i got a i've been having these like allergies the last few years and i thought it was like seasonal allergies or like i became allergic to my animals my dogs i got 
So I got an allergy test, and uh, it was the one that tests you for all the different types of pollen. And have you ever had one of those tests? I have not. No. It is fucking horrible. So they, the first they they test they they get like these little it's like these little plastic trays, and they got like I don't know twelve or fourteen, sixteen something little needles on them, right? And they have these liquids in them that are that have certain pollens in them from like all the major types of trees or right. grasses or whatever it is. Yeah. And you're on your stomach, and you have your shirt off, and they get these little things, and they go, Rat! and they hit you in the back, like the upper back, the real sensitive area, because it's like the area that's more prone to show. All, uh, at, all at once? Yeah, like, like they'll, oh, so I'll show you pictures. It's fucked up. I didn't know. I thought it was like, oh, we're going to swab your nose, and like, you're going to piss in a cup, and based on this, we'll be able to tell you, like, no. Yeah. No, what they do is they inject you with every fucking type of pollen there is, and they see how your skin reacts to it. How, uh, when, do, uh, immediately after, or do you have to go back in? Or what, what are they no, saying? you state that, like, for me, since I'm allergic to every type of fucking grass pollen there is on this world. Inconvenient. Uh, yeah, a little bit. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking. A lot of and, grass. And, yeah, so the doc was like, yeah, you got a deviated septum on your right nostril, and uh, you're allergic to every type of grass pollen. So uh, when spring's around on a good day, you're probably in intaking about 30% of normal capacity through your nose. I'm like, oh, that's why it's fucking hard to breathe all the time. Like, huh, weird. Well, you live your whole life like that, and you don't uh, realize there's an issue, though. That's, no, that's, that's it, well, I've I didn't have allergies until I was like 26, 27, when I was in Georgia, and it was all of a sudden, I was like, man, why do my fucking eyes itch right now? Like, why is my, why am I snot, like, snot coming around my face the whole, like, all day? Yeah. And then when I got here, I was like, all right, like, I'm sick of waking up and being like, from fucking mouth breathing all night. <laughs> I'm a so, mouth breather too, man. Yeah, so this so the way they do it is they inject you with all the types of pollens and like I'm gonna show you a picture of it, but it's it's fucking Absolutely. crazy. Like and and it, so so there's like I don't I could be wrong, but it's like they have this little tray and they'll go rat and they hit you with like I think seventy or eighty different types on your back just to see like right. which one reacts and they'll like circle it and they'll they'll say cool they'll, they'll hit you with it and it's like since I was allergic to everything, like my whole back was like rot and like swelled up Jeez. and it's itching like fucking fire, like <laughs> poison ivy on your ball sack fire. Right. Jeez. And it's like flaring up and they're just like, cool, uh, give it 15 minutes and we'll come back. So you're just sitting there. And the only thing you can think That's about right. is how much your fucking back itches. And they're like, yep, uh, you're allergic to all these. So we're going to like have to go down like to see since I was allergic, I guess they hit like with the main ones there's like different branches that come below those so yeah. like there's this main type of pollen and there's like 10 different ones that fall underneath that one so they're like cool we need to hit you with all the the sub steps of these pollens so again it was like another like fucking 40 and it was like rot i was like yep you're allergic to all those you gotta do it again i was like what the fuck <laughs> and like my back was all swelled up and uh and then they have to inject you in the arm yeah here look at this so shit the the outcome is them Letting you know that you're allergic to <clears throat> the grass. Yeah, zoom in on that shit. All those little red dots right there. Ooh. Yeah, you see all that, see all that liquid coming out? Oh, it's pussing, man. Oh, yeah, it was fucking rowdy. <laughs> I didn't know it was like that at all. Oh, it was horrible. I was there for two hours getting stuck with shit. And that's just on the back. Then they go to your arms. Oh, and guess what? I was allergic to everything they stuffed me with on my fucking shoulders, too. Jesus. It was rowdy. I do not recommend it. If you think you're allergic, just start taking fucking Flonase and woofing down Mucinex and deal with it. So, well, like I said, the outcome was them, hey, you're allergic to grass. Congratulations. Like, And that you did all that for that. Well, he, he the, uh, the doctor, uh, uh, I forget what kind of doctor he was. 
But anyways, he's like, hey, man, we can we can do a few things. He's like, we can get you on the Cadillac of treatments. And what that's going to do is it's uh, immunotherapy. You can do injections. So for the first six months, it would be, I think it was an, uh, it'd be, an, it'd be shots two to three times a week, every week for six months with two types of medications. I'd have to take orally pills and then a certain, uh, nasal spray. Mm -hmm. And that's every day for the nasal spray and the medication. And then for after the first six, six ish months, I'd only have to come in one to two times a week. I was like, cool, and then I'm done. He's like, no, you just do that forever, if you, for you not to be allergic. <clears throat> so, so he's just they, 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 the immunotherapy is just them putting that pollen into your system, so your system finally recognizes it and becomes immune to it or less allergic to it. Because they they talk about when you go to a different area to do local honey for the same reason. Yeah, it's kind of the same thing. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, well, what if I move? He's like, got to do it over. I was Damn. like, what the fuck? I was like, no, nah, I'm good. You ever thought about just doing the um, the nasal spray and just not rolling around in the grass? It's not even that, man. It's just, it's, it's springtime. It's it's not it's like you're rolling around, around in the grass. No, it's just in the air. Just in the air. Yeah, yeah, for sure. He's like, or or if you're rich, you can just do coke every day and it'll clear your nasal cavity. No, so he, <laughs> just kidding. He didn't say that. <laughs> he didn't say that. Shout out, Doc. What up? <laughs> All right, Doc. Uh, not Doc. Host. Uh Look, I gotta take a pre break. Yeah, be right back. What jail? What do you mean? The jail pills. Easier to swallow. Oh, the than jail. The, the, the jail. Ones. I thought you said the jail. I was like, what do you mean jail pills? There, there was some uh, dead space in the old podcast there. You just kind of started back up. They don't know what we're talking about. No, you gotta get it right back to it. You gotta get right back to it. We we're just talking yeah. about how pills are hard to swallow. We're not taking anything illegal. It's just uh, some uh, allergy medication. We would never. No, never. For real, it would never. I wouldn't even consider it. I don't even like. I'm allergic to Vicodin. I found that out. So, uh, Vicodin. Yeah, like that. like opiates. I'm allergic really? to them. Yeah, I got my wisdom teeth pulled out when I was like 24. Like swell up allergic? Yeah, like fucking throat was swelled up. Chest was all like fucking broken out in hives. They're like, yeah, you're going to get itchy when you take Vicodin. And then like I took a picture and sent to my like, that's not normal. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, uh, yeah, a lot Excuse of people, me. a lot of people, uh, oh, he's from Appalachia. He grew up in Meth County. But guess what? I've never even smoked a cigarette, much less did any of the marijuana or uh, opioids other than as prescribed. So eat that one. Ooh. Yeah, I'm better than you. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, when you, when you grow up around it, uh, it's like this generational thing. When you, when you grow up around it, sometimes you grow up with such spite and hatred for that kind of thing that it drives you away from it. And True. that's what, um, that's what True. happened in my case. So yeah. my kids are well taken care of. So hopefully that they never fall in that, that trap, but, um, cause they, you know, they won't have that same spite that I had. So how, how do you fix it as a, as a good father to turn, turn your kids out? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was never, well, I don't know. I never, I was never as a kid. I was like, I'm never doing that. So right. I, was getting, I was getting fucked up at like 15, 16. Like. <laughs> yeah. Because that, that happens. People experiment with it. And then some kids, when they, they experiment with it, they end up going more and more and more in depth with it, which uh, it, it just happens. So Yeah. I, th- um, I started, f- f- me and my friends thought we were cool and started smoking cigarettes out in the woods. When we were like 15. Yeah. And then by like 17, it was like, I was like smoking every day. Yeah. Almost like a pack a day. I don't remember what it was, but 
Yeah, I smoked until I was <clears throat> April of 2014 was when I quit. Yeah. Yeah. I know growing up with it and watching your, your loved ones and specifically your mom going through some things, and uh, it, it just just burns a hatred in your heart for it. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, my mom smoked. Brother smoked for a while, but he's, he quit like seven, eight years ago, something like that. Yeah, and then I quit. The only reason I quit is because the forward operating base I was at in Afghanistan ran out of smokes. Yeah. <laughs> and oh, then, okay. well, no, they ran out of real smokes. So you could go to the uh, the little base exchange, which was a fucking tent, and you could buy, like, shit that U.S. people brought over. Yeah. So, like, chewing tobacco, clothes, like, deodorant, like, real shit from America or wherever the fuck it was from, but it's right. from our people. But they ran out of the... Marlboro Reds that I smoked, but you can go to the, we call it the Haji Tent, you can go to Omed's, what do you call it, it was like this uh, Afghani guy, he had like, he called it Omed's BX or something like that, (laughs) where it was like all like, shit from there, and it was like, we called them Haji Smokes, they they had said Marlboro on them, but they weren't Marlboros, so. So I could could see you as a Marlboro man. That uh, I would have guessed Marlboro or uh, Newports. <laughs> well, I smoked menthols for prob- until I was like probably 20, 19 or 20. And then I was at my cousin, my first my first cousin Josh's house. And uh, we'd gotten pretty drunk the night before. And I think I smoked like two packs of Camel menthol wise. It was like the big thick fuckers. Yeah. Like, and they were like the heavy menthols that made Newports look like little bitches. <laughs> I woke up and I like coughed up a little blood and I was like, that's not good. I was like, now I'm going to quit smoking menthols. Normally you can tell uh, what people smoke from, what region they're from. Oh yeah, for sure. But in old uh, St. Louis, it's a, it's whatever. Yeah. That's whatever you can get (laughs) your fucking hands on. Well, Missouri's got some of the cheapest, I think they have the cheapest excise taxes in the U S as in like, they call it the syntax. That's like your, that's your alcohol, tobacco and, uh, I want to say gambling too, but just excise tax. So stuff that's, they call it sin tax. Where was I at? I think it was in, it was either Texas, New Mexico, or Alaska. I don't remember, but I remember seeing like dip and, and packs of cigarettes for like $12 a piece. Oh yeah. Yeah. For sure. It's probably Illinois. I mean, any of the North Eastern coastal states, like, like everything from like, Fucking Vermont on down, it's through the roof. And then when you get back to the south, it gets a little bit cheaper. But then when you get, it's, it's, I don't want to say it's democratically controlled states that have higher taxes, but typically they do when it becomes excise tax. So like Illinois, for instance, their excise tax was fucking insane. So it's just yeah. an extra tax they put on every pack of cigarettes you can get or every carton of cigarettes. Because I worked at a liquor store for three-ish years. I don't know if I ever told you this. Yeah, I think so, yeah. Yeah, I worked at this liquor store called Dirt Cheap in St. Louis. And it's not like this little, like, hood rat fucking liquor store where mm-hmm. I get robbed. It was like the Walmart of liquor stores. So we, on a normal shift, would have, like, five, six people working there. We'd had four cash registers. Like, on average, we'd, I think, my numbers could be skewed, but, like, on average, on a normal Tuesday, we'd sell, like, our profit. I don't want to say our profits, but we'd sell around thirty to $40,000 of merchandise, like, a day. Oh, shit. And that was, like, alcohol, tobacco, beer, wine, like, you name it, like, we fucking had it. Like, they just had it all there. Yeah, we would get beer shipments in from Anheuser-Busch every, I think, Tuesday and Thursday, or Monday and Thursday. And whenever the Anheuser-Busch truck would come by, like, we'd get, like, 
a thousand cases of Bud Light, like six hundred cases of Bud Select, and eight hundred cases of Budweiser, and they're gone within a few days. So the thing was, like, the reason why it was so popping is because Missouri's excise taxes were cheaper, so everyone from Illinois right across the river would just come over and buy their shit and go back over to Illinois because it was, like, literally half the price. Yeah. And because we were cheaper than, like, every gas station, convenience store, Walmart, like, anywhere you went to, like, people would just, like, be, uh, fuck, I remember being there, and I'd have this dude that would come down from, I want to say Michigan or something like that, he would drive, like, fucking eight hours just to come to our store because yeah. we were the closest store to him, and he, this dude would specifically ask for me. He'd call ahead, like, a week. He'd be like, hey, I'm going to come down. I'm getting, like, 120 cartons of these cigarettes. I'm getting 10 cases of this vodka, and I want, like, 200 cans of this fucking chew or, like, chewing tobacco. And he would come down, like, in this in – this, he owned, like, an HVAC company or something like that, and he'd bring this big-ass fucking utility van – and he'd have, like, all these secret compartments and shit. He'd, like, start stashing it in because they made it illegal once you went into Illinois that if you had more than two cartons of cigarettes per person, they would, like, hem that ass up because you were... Because people are selling them. Other well, they, not only that, they were just doing that, and they were they were, they were were buying them in Missouri because they were they didn't want to pay the extra taxes. So, uh, so yeah, I... I I guess I'm not tracking on that. You said that the taxes were high in Missouri, or they weren't? The cheapest. They were the, the cheap, Missouri. You said they were cheap. Okay. No, 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 I say they were, no, no, that makes sense. Missouri was the cheapest. It's like Missouri and Oklahoma, and I think maybe North Carolina. So he's, like, he, he's, he's taking them somewhere and flipping them is what's happening. I bet, <laughs> I bet you can get hemmed up on that kind of stuff, huh? Yeah. Sorry, guys. Steve's. Oh, the old allergy medicine ain't working. Yeah, no, it's working. No, so he probably he probably wasn't flipping them because if you look on the b- bottom of a pack of cigarettes, there's going to be a little stamp on there that shows, like, the state that they're supposed to be sold in. Yeah. So if you get caught doing that, like, you're talking alcohol, tobacco, firearms, federal kind of shit, so it's a it's a huge, huge no-no. No, I, I, I'm sure it's big. I, I, he, he would he probably just smoke the fuck out of them. Like, dude, we had people that would come in there, and they would, they would, I'd have people that would literally buy a carton of cigarettes, which is 10 packs, and there's 20 cigarettes in a pack, and they'd come back in, like, three and a half days to buy another carton. Yeah. I had people that smoked so much, like, you could just tell, because their fingers would be brown, where they'd hold the cigarette just from the smoke and the, and the nicotine and all the shit that's in the cigarettes. Mm-hmm. And I had this one lady that would come in. You could tell she held the cigarette the same way every time, and she would smoke it the same way every time because she would put it right where her two in the center of her two front teeth, and her teeth were kind of white, but like right on her top two front teeth, it was like a fucking black circle in the same fucking spot, dude. It was, dude, it was crazy. It was, it was, it was, it was fun to work at a liquor store because you get to like, it's a liquor store. People go in there because they need their fucking vices, right? Or yeah. the motto for the liquor store was. Uh, the last refuge for the persecuted smoker, and and the other motto was the more she drinks, the better you look. I swear to God, our mascot was this chicken that would wear a two-piece bikini, and it would like do the fucking chicken dance and drink. I was in one of the commercials on for that, that they would play locally around the St. Louis Blues games, but yeah, like, man, they it was, got some good marketing going on over there. It was great. There was like fourteen stores at the time, I'd and go they there. yeah, like they, dude, we they they hustled. It was it was so good that I started working there when I was eighteen. I was getting paid like two and a half dollars above minimum wage. I'd get full medical, full dental. I'd get two weeks paid vacation a year, and we wow. it, it was yeah at a fucking liquor store. Like what? 
It's pretty good. What drove me away from uh, smoking also was just the smell of smoker's breath. Gross. And, you know, growing up with it, I hated it. It, it just, like, sent shivers up my spine. I was like, well, if I'm, if I'm ever going to be in a relationship or get married one of these days, I'm not smoking. I hated it. Everything about it, it I, I, drove me nuts. So I quit April 14. I tried to smoke a couple times when I got back from my deployment, but I just do. It tastes like shit. Like it tastes fucking horrible. And like after like three or four weeks of not smoking, your your sense of smell comes back. Yeah. Your sense of taste. Your sense of taste comes back like tenfold. Like it's crazy. Even, uh, I, I saw a graph on that, and even the next day, your oxygen intake goes up like forty percent or something crazy like that. I'm, I'm, a couple days or something like that. Yeah. It was it was it was crazy how much it affected me and I didn't even realize it. Another thing, uh old Derek Frost back in the day, uh, I was on a ventilator as a child. So for our, what? Uh, uh, for what? Bad asthma. I ended up growing out of it. Um don't tell the government. <laughs> uh but anyway, uh, cuz you, you got to lie about some stuff. <laughs> Is that why you can't run for shit? <laughs> well, I like to think that I grew out of it, but I'm still a mouth breather. And, you know, dude, if I can get the oxygen in, I can run as far as you tell me to. But maybe you think, maybe you thought it was an oxygen machine. Ox, oxygen machine. And it was like a, I don't know. What else could you? I remember vividly like it was yesterday. Um, I was in a house that my mom my mom and my brothers were in, um, I don't know if we talked about this on the podcast. That was when she no. was dating the old, uh, I think, I think she was dating that Nazi fella. I forget what it is. Oh yeah. You told me about that motherfucker. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy time. Anyway, um, we were, I remember vividly sitting in a rocking chair with my mom. I was sitting on her lap and she had the, um, uh, the machine hooked up to me it was strapped i think it was strapped to my head or i had to hold it there but it covered nose and mouth and it was a um some kind of machine that blew in like there was little water droplets all in the tube i've never looked into this i don't know why it never like made me curious but water droplets on the tube and it would like shove air in my face and in my lungs. Maybe she had like you, maybe she had, maybe the Nazi dude had had you like on a fucking gas mask or something. Yeah, some kind of like experimental stuff or something. He's just getting you fucking blitzed on meth the whole time. <laughs> Is that what's wrong with me, Paul? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think it's just the uh, asthma ventilator or something. But anyway. yeah, it's weird how the body works. My roommate that I had in Georgia deployed to Iraq. And this dude was like fucking, he was like a little pit bull, man. He was like five foot nothing, crazier than fuck. Yeah. He had like a six pack, like dude was ripped, great shape, but fucking run forever, swim forever, like awesome shape. He went to Iraq and came back and he had sports induced asthma afterwards. And I, I don't know if it was because of the shit they were burning over there or not, but like, really? yeah, he went to do like his normal yearly physical PT test, you know, like he'd run and all of a sudden he was like a quarter mile in and then like fucking started stroking out. And they had to take him to the hospital. Yeah. And they didn't know what was wrong with him at first. They sent him back. He did his test again a couple weeks later. Did the same thing. Like, fucking dropped out. And he started, like, stroking, like, having a fucking seizure. And they're like, oh, you have sports-induced asthma. And you live in Georgia uh, where it's really? super hot and super humid. Yeah, so they medically retired him because of it. Shit. Yeah. I struggle with running, but I can, I can do... You know, I can do our required run, not an issue. And at the time when I when I joined the military, I knew uh, that I could run a hell of a lot further than most, even given my history. So I opted not 
to really talk about it that much. Yeah. 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 There's, there's a, there's a, we all, we all got stuff in the past that we didn't, we didn't tell them, but they're like, I don't know. There's a difference. I, I think even though there's not knives with them, it's like, I have this, I'm not using it as an excuse. I'm not trying to milk it. I'm not trying to gain off of it. Right. Because I like what I'm doing. I want to do this until they tell me I I can't do it anymore. And, like, I'm just going to keep pressing around and working around my issues. I felt no guilt. When they ask you, have you ever done any hard drugs? You have an alcohol problem. And a lot of people, like, have you you ever tried marijuana? Have you ever tried this? And when I went down that list and said, no, 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 it was all accurate. And I didn't feel bad about saying that I had asthma as a child, so. No, and you don't, like, you're not on any sort of stuff that limits you on anything so it's you're not using it as an excuse so right. yeah we uh once we got once once so once i stopped smoking i started hitting the old vape right the old vaporoo tell me about that i hear there's some um shitty things going on in the vape world yeah so i'm not saying like like I've, i know what big tobacco is all about but there's two big there's two big tobacco companies there's philip morris and there's rj reynolds philip morris is the one that makes like marbles virginia slims and rj reynolds is like camel and i forget the fucking rest but it's like pretty much two major companies that make the majority of the cigarettes for like the big name brand cigarettes right. when, when vaping came online i want to say it, it, it started getting real hot in like 2014 i think Vaping took away about a third of the big tobacco's business because people were like, yeah, I don't want to smoke these fucking cigarettes anymore. I'd rather have something that doesn't make me feel like shit, doesn't make my breath stink, doesn't stain my teeth and fingers, and doesn't leave ashes everywhere. So what can I do? I can use this vape thing that as soon as I exhale it and give it two seconds, you're not going to know what the fuck. You're not going to know I just actually inhaled this and exhaled it. It's kind of funny because when you, uh, when vaping starts just started coming up and everyone started blowing, they're like, sorry, guys, let me crack the window. It wasn't really like that. It was uh, you're vaping right now, dude? When uh, when people would vape, I'd be like, "Damn, that smells good." <laughs> so like, it, people, it does smell good. Yeah, it does. I was like, I don't, I don't mind. Like, roll up the windows. Yeah. So at first, I was in denial. I was like, "Yeah, I quit smoking. Like, I don't want to do cigarettes. I don't want to smoke cigarettes anymore. I'm just gonna vape." And like, I feel like a douche saying it, but like, vape. people can people can make fun of me all they want for like, oh, you vape, dude, it's a robo dick, like, oh, it's a, whatever. I don't give a fuck. Like, anything is, because I was at the point where I was smoking like a pack to a pack and a half of Marble Reds a day. Like, that's not good for your health. No, I support it. Yeah, and it was like, okay, I can do that and smell like shit and my fucking lungs hurt when I wake up, or I can do this thing everyone you know, relates to being a fucking hipster douchebag, like whatever, I don't care. I'll do it. Like my breath doesn't stink. Like it gives me that oral fixation that I think I need. But now I got to look it up because big pharma obviously took a hit when vaping came online. But now that they had some time, they kind of had, they had to find a reason to shut vaping down. And, uh, I think as of the end of April, like this April 2021, it is now illegal to ship all vaping-related products through USPS, UPS, FedEx, and DHL. So that, I think, was their workaround because at first they were like, oh, vaping gives you popcorn lungs or vaping, you know, gives you asthma. And they're, they're like, they, they'd like put it on fucking, I'd see it like on MSNBC, they're like, oh, this 19-year-old died of vaping. It was like, okay. Let's look at it. So there's 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 regulated products and there's non-regulated products. There's guys that would buy their own 
their own oils or their own vape juice and they would like mix it themselves and they would bump the quantities up or they'd try to infuse it with some sort of THC or something to get them fucking high, right? Or they would yep. they, they were making break this down. So you have when you ever see a vape, you got like the little little thing that's got the numbers on it and the button that you press. That's the that's the mod. That's the box. That's the that's the part that has the battery and allow it puts the certain amount of power that you regulate it to to go to the tank. And the tank is the part that has the coil and the juice in it. Right. And you can build your own and these guys would like build their own coils, which is what takes it from a juice to a vapor form, which is the part you inhale. And they would have these super unregulated machines and they would fuck themselves up because they'd run too much power or they'd be using like an inferior juice and it would fuck their lungs up or they try to infuse it with THC and they didn't know what the fuck they were doing. They'd have bad reactions to it. Some of that was that was that was causing the uh, explosions. I'm sure uh, big tobacco pushed those advertisements around yeah. so when everywhere. You, so when you'd see like the videos like, oh, guy fucking has third degree burns on his leg from his vape. It blew all my teeth out. <clears throat> well, it's because they're using these fucking super sketchy batteries from China. Like they're using these fucking lithium ion batteries and they're running unregulated power and they'll fucking just max the fuck out of these things then they go boom and they blow up and they burn fucking hot or they're using these inferior juices or oils and they try to mix them with shit they're not supposed to and then it's like yeah it fucked your lungs up because you're doing everything you're not supposed to people are trying to to get their hands on that um that cash pot yeah yeah so the 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 handful of things that you saw from the, the the negative things you saw from the vaping industry was put on blast. I can only assume because of big tobacco, because when they when they started taking that like three billion dollar a year hit since two thousand fourteen, that started to ruffle some feathers for obvious reasons. But I guarantee it. But yeah, now it's uh, let me look this up. Vaping ban twenty twenty one. It's uh, safe to say, and hopefully we don't get a get a hit out on us from the mob but it's safe to say that uh big tobacco has some of the strongest lawyers that uh you can obtain in the u.s i guarantee it oh yeah 100 percent. so what they i think the reason why they stopped it now is because they said that vaping uh flavored uh products uh draws in people draws draws uh underage people in and young people in uh to use those products which in indefinitely gets them to smoking and that was like the we don't want people to start smoking, so we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna ban the thing that big tobacco that pushed it. Yeah, right oh, here. So it says irony. United States Postal Service vape mail ban uh, effective dates on February nineteenth, twenty twenty one. The USPS United States Postal Service published in the Federal Register a proposed rule which is necessary to carry out the new law. Uh, they're gonna stop the shipment of all vapor-related products via mail the same with dhl so when you talk about mail that's trucking that's any kind of transportation or what's what's going on that's with it? solely to mail and i think that's solely through to mail to people's houses and because it, it, what they're doing is they can't just like this is this is my conspiratorial side they just want to say big tobacco has a hand in this and they they can't just say ban vaping altogether. Right. So what they're doing is they're just taking chunks out at a time, and this is another big chunk that's going to make it harder for people to do it. Because most people, they will go... Uh, some people go to the... the. I've been to the stores where they have all the different flavors and the machines and stuff, and a lot of people will buy their machines there because they can actually get their eye on it, but for the most part, people order their stuff offline. Yeah. Which some, they're, they're trying to kind of take their money away a little bit. 
Yeah, sometimes. Like, I, I bought my stuff in person a lot because I just like to support local business when I was down in uh, Georgia. But once I got once we got up here in North Dakota, it was it was all online. Because you're talking about, I mean, three times as much in the store a lot of times. Three times as much what? Uh, the juice. For the juice, the juice and the machine. Yeah, the machines it's a lot, are kind of sketchy lot. online. But in when you talk about going like local business, when people pop up these shops, they're paying for the product and then they're selling them. Well, a lot of times you just take out the middleman and order offline. So that's what and they're that's, trying. That's to, what I did for sure. There's yeah. like a normal bottle of juice would be a hundred, say 120 milliliters. You'd go to the place down on Broadway and it'd be 35, 40 bucks for this thing. Or I can go online and get the same thing from a different company. That's the same quality juice or even better sometimes for 17, 20 bucks, something like that. Like yeah. ridiculously cheaper. That's going to take a hit on them for sure. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. It's a uh, weird times. I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't think anyone should tell. Uh, no, no. It's hard to link the shutdowns of vaping to big tobacco, obviously. Yeah. But follow the money. Who's taking the biggest hit from vaping? Tobacco. Yeah, big tobacco, right? Mm. So you can only you can only assume that big tobacco has everything to do with this, yet nothing to do with this at the same time. You'll never know. You'll never know. But what we do know, what we do know. Speaking it, of weird stuff going, it's on. a weird fucking week, and I am so excited to talk about this. The Pentagon confirmed uh, that there's leaked photos and videos of a new triangle. Uh, what? You would call it UFO, but me being a uh, expert you, in this field, they're called an unidentified aerial phenomena or a UAP. Because when you say UFO, it usually brings a bunch of that woo-woo shit with it. But That uh, aluminum foil hat kind <coughs> of people. So you put a different name on it so people will listen to you. Yeah. No, so <laughs> I'm going to try and find this. So the Pentagon confirmed that a video showing a triangle UFO is real and taken by the U.S. Navy. Huh. Weird. They released it, did they not? So, so this, the, the, there's the, a couple videos released by the Pentagon. So the, 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 this one was not released by the Pentagon. Okay. But okay. Pentagon officials and Navy officials have confirmed that this did come from a Navy vessel. So Jeremy Corbell, who's the one that uh, you ever heard of Bob Lazar? I think so, yeah. So Bob Lazar was the one that worked at this place called uh, Site at S4, S14 or something like that. He's the one that worked on, tried to reverse engineer alien craft in the 80s, and they tried to cover it up, but everything through the years just came to be true in his in his, in his, his defense. Well, Jeremy Corbell's like the not-fucking-around UFO, let's-prove-this-shit-to-be real guy that makes very compelling documentaries, and he's the one that got to hold this video and put it out. But it's been confirmed by dudes so at, the, at the Pentagon. Re- released it? How did he get a hold of it, I wonder? I, I don't know. His name's... Any, anything you type in with, like, modern-day legitimate or, like, more legitimate than every other UFO thing you can think of has come from Jeremy Corbell. So I'm sure when someone got this, they're like, I'm going to send it to this fucking dude. So it's interesting that that keeps being a, a, a point of conversation as who's releasing these videos initially because it's not like the government's like... Hey, everybody, I know you're dealing with a lot right now, but here's some stuff. We just wanted to throw it at you and, and confirm that it's real. No, they have a issue or or problem. I guess it's not a problem. Or a, a video has been pushed to them, and they're like, this is clearly on some kind of U.S. Navy vessel camera 
is it real? And they're they're backed up in a corner and they have to say yes or no. I don't. So the 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 one that came out in two thousand, they call it the Tic Tac one that was with Commander David Fravor. He was the F eighteen pilot that caught it on uh, their FLIR, or the Wizzle caught it on the FLIR. Yeah. You ever see that one where the, it was like uh, so? They were actually chasing after it in the jets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and they ended up like going from like sixty thousand foot to like zero foot within less than a like, second. What is this thing? Yeah, yeah. I think a lot of people. Well, they that one. they I think the DoD released that one. I think he might have just asked for a copy of it. I don't remember. But, uh, yeah, this one that came out this last week, like, been confirmed, man. It's real. It's the, triangle, the triangle one. And it was on, was that MBGs or what was the? Yeah, it was on MBGs. It was a Navy destroyer vessel. I think it was, yeah. But I wanted to talk to you about or mention this, that I think it was in the new COVID-19 bill that came out. It was the second one that came out. Okay. That, yes, it uh, started a 180 countdown, 180 day countdown for new UFO disclosures. Did you know this? No, I have not. Oh yeah, yeah. Let me let me dig into this right here. So 180, to, uh, 180 to, days to what? They're releasing some information. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, I'm telling you, man. I got I've been I've been deep into this shit for a minute. The DOD okay. has been over the last few years been like, like so you'll. Yeah, we're gonna pause this. This shit's retarded. <laughs> so, like, you'll know you watch the news and it's like protests in here, like active shooter in here. But like yeah. on the bottom, it's got a little reel of all the shit that's going on around the world. Yeah, the important the, stuff. The, the real important stuff's on the fucking bottom, right, <laughs> dude? And like every every couple months, you'd see something like unidentified craft found. Out, blah 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 blah. Like, it, like uh, I think it was Colombia, some South or Central American Air Force had caught. A craft on one of their FLIR, and it was rolling over their their air base at like 300 foot, like screaming, and they caught it on FLIR, and it was like, and it was like three foot wide by three foot yep. wide, something like that, going at speeds they couldn't even fucking realize. But the DoD has been slowly like giving little little droplets of like, hey, we saw this, hey, we found craft not of this world. So. They say not of this world because they don't understand it. And I would be kind of the devil's advocate to say that is it possible that these crafts that because we like to think that we are the superpower, right? And that like there's nothing that we on this earth that we don't understand in some some form. Is it possible that these crafts are just foreign and we're just throwing it out there as some kind of like... It's not. It's, we we say out of this world because it, it defies the, the our way of understanding the law of physics as we know it. I so it's not it. like it's not like it's like, oh, it's super fast and we can't f- see what it is. It might be from you, you. don't think it might no, be from like Russia, China, or something crazy like that. It it defies the laws of physics. So I, they ca- they caught it on FLIR, right? Yeah. So it went from sixty thousand foot to about a foot in less than a second. Okay. When they caught it on FLIR, this is the Tic Tac incident I'm referring to. Commander David Fravor on the F-18. Yeah. So they caught it on their FLIR, which is a forward-looking infrared system. It's right, the little ball on the camera for those that are listening. It's a little thing that has all the little cameras on the front of it. So their WIZO, or their weapon system operator in the back seat, caught this object. They didn't lock onto it because of a, of a heat signature because it had none. So it was emitting no heat out of it at any point in time. They, they locked onto the actual shape of the craft itself. There was no propeller system. There was no rotor system. There was no heat coming out of it. So it had no propulsion. 
no lift and no for, nothing to bring it forward like like any sort of propeller system. So for it to do that and go from 60,000 foot to sea level within less than a second, that defies the law, the laws of physics as we know it. I watched a video and they released this one. Um, there was the one that we've all seen where the jets are chasing it. And then there was a spherical one that descended into the ocean. And they did an interview with a ex-CIA director and he voiced his opinion on this. And he said that it was beyond our understanding on how physics works. So, I don't know. What do you mean? Say it again. That... The spherical um, machine or whatever, or aircraft, or whatever it was it the one that descended into the ocean? Have you have you seen that one? No. Yeah. No, there was one. I think they, I don't want to say come out a couple of weeks ago, but yeah, people saying they saw craft go from crazy fast speeds into the into the ocean and dip yep. out. And I felt like that's that's a more realistic. They talk about it just coming from space, like. We have, we have more understanding of space than we do with the ocean. Like, <laughs> if there's some weird stuff going on, they're probably hanging out there. Oh, yeah. yeah but yeah. now, uh, at, at some point, I, I mean, I'll, I'll send you the link, but I watched a uh, video. XCIA director uh, kind of gave his opinion on some of this stuff, and he was talking specifically about the spherical one that uh, they had images of that went straight into the ocean. They were like, what? we don't know how what that is or how it, how it happened. I don't know. If you were to tell me we're the only intelligent species that's in this universe or any other universe, I'd tell you you're full of shit. Yeah, it's unrealistic. Yeah, it's unrealistic. But what there's different astrophysicists that'll say it this way. It's more it's it's more real there's more of a possibility of us of of there being different intelligent life forms, but it's more realistic for us to never know if they were there because in the in the scheme of time from when this universe was created, I think it was Neil deGrasse Tyson that had said this, but he's like, okay, start from the big bang to where we're at now. Right. That's a mile long. However many 300 and whatever million years. Right. Yeah. He goes, if you get the existence of how long humans have been here for that we know about like 12,000 years, you know, where we can talk, right. Do all that shit, communicate with each other, survive, thrive, all that stuff. He goes, it's like 10 to 14,000 years. It's being debated right now still, but Okay, 14,000 years. For you and me, long fucking time. In the world of history, not a long fucking time. He's like, the for, if you get that mile-long stretch of Big Bang to where we're at now, he's like, if you were to get a single piece of paper and look at it th- from the thin way, he's like, that's how thick humans, like, that's that's the amount of time humans have been on this world for, like, a mile. Like, fucking wild, dude. Wild. That's freaking insane. But that's not the weird part. He's like... Just imagine that, and just imagine, like, how many other civilizations have come and gone that we don't know about, or or someone else from a different galaxy or a different universe or a different planet that we're unfamiliar with that is an intelligent life form, and for us to line up with them and be able to communicate or even know how to communicate. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, the <coughs> only thing that we understand is things that we can see with our own two eyes so artifacts or structures or hieroglyphs or anything whatever that case may be there's probably thousands and thousands of of different civilizations that we haven't seen or or know about just because we're not able 
There's no there's no proof of it. Have you ever heard of the string theory? No. I'm going to read it out. In physics, string theory is a, theor- is a theoretical framework in which the point-like particles of particle physics are replaced by one-dimensional objects called strings. String theory describes how these strings propagate through space and interact with each other. Oh, it's a long motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> On the dist on, on on distant scales larger than the string scale, a string looks just like an ordinary particle with its mass, charge, and other properties determined by the vibrational state of the string. In string theory, one of the many vibrational states of the string corresponds to gravitation, a quantum mechanical quantum mechanical particle that carries gravitational force. Thus, string theory is a theory of quantum gravity. I, I feel like I'm getting too deep too quick. <laughs> you're getting deep and you're losing me. <laughs> we'll go back. Aliens are real. <laughs> keep it keep it simple for a simple man. Uh, aliens are real. God is fake. Enjoy the Matrix. <laughs> cheers. <laughs> and a little cheers, a little beer after. Now, I, I think people are scared of it. If it is real, for sure. People are scared of what they don't understand. 100%. And that's what makes um, the existence of other life forms interesting. And that that's what that's the reason we come back to it a lot. That's the reason religion exists. So it just, it's, just, it's a scary thought that we don't know what's going on at all times because we're so damn cocky that we can't accept it. Our brains will not allow us to. And that's what makes it scary. And so alien, so alien life forms, they, uh, you're average everyday joe's like that guy's crazy he's he's nuts and we like to push this shit all the time because like how i don't know i think people that compl- with 100 percent like everything in their body they're like no not real doesn't exist like yeah how do you know dude it's, it's an interesting time that we're living in that the government is now actually giving information saying we don't understand what this is they're actually speaking up about it normally it's it's been like crazy dudes for years like looking at information and saying guys let's look into this and no one wants to because they can't accept it well now with the majority of anything ufo anything alien you're gonna get a ton of fucking crazy people like you're gonna get a ton of it they eat that shit up I'd say out of the hundred out of the hundred things you get, anything regarding UFOs, aliens, extraterrestrials, like things out of this world, about ninety nine percent of them is fucking bullshit. Sure. People either A wanna feel special, B be involved, or C they're just fucking crazy and they're saying shit that never happened. But there's a there's that one percent that's fucking true or something that we can't explain. Example military aircraft catching things that fly in a manner that we can't explain because they defy physics as we know them. Yeah. That's the shit that makes you go, hmm. So I wonder, I watched an interview and it was the, it was the first British astronaut that did a spacewalk. Have you seen this? I forget what his name is. No. And feel free to look it up. But, um, first british uh astronaut that did a spacewalk and he talked about uh he did an interview on some i don't know if it was a news broadcast or what what's his name tim peak i think the guy on the right tim uh timothy first one and he talked about that 
initially he saw what he thought was a, a UFO while he was doing his spacewalk. So he talked about during the day uh, when you're actually out there in space, it's as black as it can be, black, blacker than black. And he said that if you see any light in space at all, that's another aircraft or um, another aircraft or satellite, whatever the case may be. Well, anyway, he, while he was on a spacewalk, saw three in formation that it was coming at him. And he voiced up about this to his command and said, we're not expecting the aircraft. Uh, I've got three coming at me right now. They said Russians. Yeah. He's like, oh, well, he spoke up about it. Well, later in interviews, he, he, he's like, funny thing. It, it's so funny. So turns out what actually happened was there was a crack and some moisture got in my, my helmet and it ended up being a uh, pee that crystallized on this, uh, on this surface because it was outside and it made light and light reflected into my eye and it was playing tricks on me. But initially he was saying there's three aircraft right now. A fourth one's coming in. They're flying formation. Weird. Weird how that works. <laughs> I encourage you look it up. And he's Lead like, aircraft was like, uh, you know, yeah, hook left and, uh, come and, on up. And they made it comical. Because they're like, turns out it was Russian pee or whatever the case may be. <clears throat> it was a British guy, but I guess the, the Russians were helping or something. I don't know. He's Men like, in Black probably came along. Will Smith was like, shut the fuck up, homie. You better get your knees fucking that's caved what, in. That's what I'm saying. So initially he spoke up about it. Um, and I guess people found out about it and they were like, tell us more, tell us more. And somewhere along the line, he, he changed his story. And made it comical. He's like, oh, it was pee. It was pee. It, it froze on the outside and it reflected. And it was, I, I dribble when I'm in space. That's what, that's what it was. Ha ha. And then, the, and then the audience laughs. Ha ha ha. And then they move on to the next subject. And this is the kind of shit we're talking about. Yeah, and then I ate oatmeal for breakfast the next morning. <laughs> fuck it. The fuck know, out of here. They change it. Weird. Think about it, though. What, what's, what's, the, what's the worst thing that could happen to civilization as we know it if we just... Not, not, not if they were here, if they came down, or not like some attack on the fucking world. I'm not saying that. Just if we had undeniable proof that there was intelligent life form, life forms that were in this universe or from a different one while we're here. Like, what's yeah. what, what 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 what's that mean to civilization as we know it? I think it would cause panic initially, but I think we we deal with a lot of stuff right now that we we think in 2020 are cosmic uh we're dealing with race issues we're dealing with cop issues we're dealing with a lot of stuff that as of right now it's like this is number one priority well and what, we're, what's, what's number one priority the race issues and like which kardashians getting married and all this stuff like this stupid is what, shit yes i'm not, not talking the race issue but like so things the, that, we, that we that the media is telling us is the most important, and that's true. why the media is most important, uh, like the most powerful uh, thing in existence, hundred percent on the earth. Agreed. But you know, and then real, even more important stuff is going on um, overseas, and that you don't hear about because it's advantageous for the government to be to be focused on other things um, at home to keep the masses focused on things, but. So to to have things that are actually going on beyond our world, it's I think it's going to cause chaos initially when people finally accept that there's there's life and that things are 
about to get weird and different for everyone involved. But the upside of that is, guess what? There ain't no color no more. There's just the human race on this little ball we live on, and we got to figure other shit out. I think that's what we need. Yeah. And one of these days, all these, like, little problems that we're making up in our heads that we we find so serious are going to be just... Minuscule. Nothing. Nothing. Not even a fucking thought. And we're going to look back on it and, like, what a, what a st- stupid time. What a horrible time. That... And, uh, that humans thought and they were fighting with each other the whole time when real shit was going on. Well, my side's right and your side's wrong. Yeah. Cause what else, what else do you got to do other than bicker and argue and fight and cause wars? You got shit else to do. Generations want to be important and they want to, they want to, they want to write history. Like we're, 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 we're doing things and we're making history here. Blah, 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 blah. Brother, every generation before you thought they were making history. And guess what? One of these days, we actually going to do it. So, I forget the the number, but I think it was like ninety nine point seven percent of people will be forgotten after like three generations or something like that. Oh yeah, from where we're at now, it's a hard thing for the human brain to comprehend that um, you are just a a speck in time because your your consciousness will not accept that you will. We'll be gone. This this podcast, this conversation, us being alive, it'll be over in a, a speck of existence, and no one will ever know about it. 200 years from now, no one's going to fucking know. No. Not a single person. No. And right now, we're thinking we're having a very interesting conversation. I'm uh, having fun. I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying it. I'm, I'm enjoying it. Listen to it, honestly. I'm, en- <laughs> <laughs> I'm enjoying it, and we're having you know good conversation, but our existence as a whole... Not just me and you, but our entire existence as as a race is is just not as important as we think it is. Not at all. No, not at all. It's ridiculous. Like to to think that people look down on other people because of like of like where they were born and what color their skin is, dude. It's just it's mind blowing. It's amazing what uh, where the human race would be right now if it wasn't for bullshit like skin color. Uh, race, religion, things that have caused us to spend all our time and effort on fighting each other over thousands of years. Where would the human race be at right now if that stuff didn't happen? Very well said. Very well said. It's 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 disheartening because it's like it's not like it's just now. It's been like this since we can fucking remember. <laughs> and it'll be like this long after we're gone. <sighs> yeah, I think it's gonna slowly dwindle down though. I mean, we've never been more informed as a society until, I mean, right now, this age right now that we're at, that we know of at least. I think you're right in that one day <clears throat> we will get there. And like I say, it'll be long after anyone even knows our names. But one of these days we'll make it there. And it's it's all the bullshit that's putting us one step forward and three steps back. So, Yeah. But what do we do in the meantime? Like. Make podcasts and talk about it, brother. And drink motherfucking <laughs> beer. Enjoy yourself while you can. You ever heard of you ever heard of Neuralink? I I have. Uh, I couldn't talk about it, but I've definitely heard of it. It's some kind of uh, implanted, some kind of something. Elon Musk is trying to make the Matrix a real thing. Okay. So it's a brain computer interface technology. Uh, let's read down a little bit. 
I know he, he's in a lot of businesses right now as far as Tesla. Tesla is like every, uh, what everyone's all hemmed up about, but he's in other, uh, another company that's making underground um, tunnels for travel that, um, yeah, that will change cool. the world. Uh, Star, uh, Starlink? Is that what it's called? Uh, I don't know. But... Uh, anyway, you know what I'm talking about. It's the satellites that will uh, give internet to the entire freaking human race. So some people pay for it. Realistically, other areas probably won't. Like some some like uh, poor areas will still have access to all the world's information at their fingertips, and will change life as you know it. Have you ever heard of his uh, his uh, company called the Boring Company? That's the one uh, where they're um, doing uh, underground. I don't know if it's the boring company. Is that? The boring company is the one that makes all the weird shit, like the the one thing they call they call it. It's like this is not a flamethrower, and that's the name of the product. No. But it's a flamethrower. <laughs> <laughs> it's not for the lawyers. It is not. <laughs> You've never seen that? No. This is not a flamethrower. This is an Elon Musk thing. Hey, and and by the way, uh, anyone listening in, if you didn't know, Elon Musk is running the world. So uh, I advise you to uh, look him up on Twitter. Turn your notifications on, and he'll let you know what's going on. Yeah, right here. This it's called not a flamethrower, and it's the boring company, and it's a (laughs) flamethrower. That's one of his other companies. Nice. Yeah, but Neuralink is a uh, it's an ultra high bandwidth brain machine that uh, interfaces to connect humans and computers together. So it's it's already in it's already been like in its test trials, and I think the first people are supposed to get it at the end of this year. Would you do it though? <clears throat> so at the end of the day, if I were to have it and you were to have it, I think I've heard him explain it. Like if you had Neuralink and I had Neuralink. We could talk without talking. Like, we could communicate without saying words. It's like, your Bluetooth can be hooked up to my Bluetooth, and I just have to think it, and you'll know it. Which is good, but it's terrifying. Because you're going to just be able to see what the fuck I'm thinking 100% of the time. So that that is terrifying, because a lot of people is going to be in prison. They're going to be in prison, but I think it might be the way to salvation, I honestly. Know, I don't know if most people do that, because I think without... I think most people won't admit it, but uh, we're all sadistic, every one of us. And oh, which, we're, all, we're all fucked up to a certain extent. Yeah, oh, yeah, and we think about it all the time, but we process this stuff because society tells us to. We process all this information, and then we spit out bullshit out of our mouth that is acceptable to other human beings. Have you ever watched uh, Daniel, Daniel Tosh's yeah. stand-up? Yeah. There was one bit where he was like, if you, if you could see the... All the fucked up shit just muddled around my brain all day. You would immediately pull out a gun and shoot yourself in the head. <laughs> Dude. He's, he's speaking the truth, though. I, I laughed my person. ass off, and I was like, that's fucking accurate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sure. Neuralink. Neuralink. The Matrix. <laughs> it's the future. Keanu Reeves. Keanu Reeves. He's going to be live in a couple years talking about it, a couple hundred years. And you know what? He's, it's it's real. It's coming at us. We're all going to be fat slobs. We're going to be hooked up to virtual reality machines. And I have a VR headset right now, Brad. And that shit is like the the trailers and stuff that you see online doesn't do its justice. And that stuff's getting more real by the second. I used it. I was yeah. a non-believer, and then I tried it, and I played that lightsaber game you had. Yeah, beat saber. I was beat saber. Moving and grooving, baby. He, he walks in. He's like, "You, you guys, nerds. Are nerds, man." He's like, 
fine. I'll, I'll, I'll try it on. And all of a sudden, old, uh, old, old Brad's getting down with the beats oh, as they're coming at him. Well, I'm a, I'm a dancing dude, you know. I got rhythm, you know. <laughs> yeah. It, just come, it comes naturally. So, uh, you know, when I'm using lightsabers, I just happen to get down with the get down. A little, uh, little techno, good for the blood. It was. Have you ever watched? Have you? Did you? Did you like the Matrix movies when you're growing up? So I love the Matrix movies today, and I don't know if you know this, but they teach, um, they teach the Matrix movies in psychology classes in uh, a lot of um, colleges right now. Because, and I wish I would have uh, touched on a little bit before I got on the on the podcast, but. Uh, the Matrix movies go so in depth into psychology um, that they they're teaching it and they they bring it up as a point of discussion. And have you ever watched all the way up until the end of the Matrix? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, man, I gotta I gotta refresh my memory on this stuff. But it's the Matrix is absolutely an amazing movie. And people don't people people see it as oh it's futuristic and it's an action show and bullets are flying. Hell yeah, it was awesome. But there's so much more into the Matrix than that. The, the storytelling behind it. I forget who actually wrote The Matrix. I don't know if we can... Maybe yeah, can yeah, I'll look it up. Yeah. Uh, it's it's amazing. And, and yeah, I'm sure it won a lot of awards and stuff, but um, let's see who directed. Produced by Joel Silver. Wachowski. Directed by the Wachowskis. Do uh, Matrix, and, Matrix and Psychology real quick. I'm just Ooh. super curious. Maybe it'll give us a, a quick uh, rundown. The Matrix and Psychology. What are the psychological themes in the movie The Matrix? Oh, The Matrix and uh, Jung's idea of the collective unconscious... Joseph Campbell's notion of the hero's journey and some recent research that explains why you experience deja vu. Oh. Is it deja vu or is it just the Matrix telling you you have deja vu? I don't know. You think the Matrix is real? What's up? You think it's all a simulation? <clears throat> is that why we have deja vu? You know, there's some there's some pretty smart people out there that can talk better on it than me, but they they say that it's more likely that we're we're in a simulation right now than than not a simulation. Yeah. But thinking differently about it. Ooh. When you watch the the Matrix, I, I read some fan theories on it. Do you think that Keanu Reeves is the good guy or the bad guy in the Matrix? Yeah, uh, I think he's the he's the real person, right? Is he? He's real. He's like he's he's is your he? average 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 Joe. I don't know. I heard that Agent Smith was the was the was the good guy? Who are you talking to? Dude, I'm just saying. <laughs> so what what was what was Keanu trying to do? What was his whole point of being in the Matrix? Well, he uh, he was given the option to be, able to be, in, be in the real world or get into the Matrix. I don't know. He was trying to. Uh, what was he? he? Was trying to follow the bunny down the rabbit hole, right? Yeah. But what, what was he? What was the point of him going into the Matrix and taking the red pill? I don't remember. You got me up against the wall here. I got you up against the wall. I was hoping you'd say something because I don't know where to say next. (laughs) (laughs) I I read it was a fan theory sometime that that Agent Smith was actually the good guy and Keanu Reeves was the was the the poison that hit the Matrix and agent the, the the agents were were actually the good guys in this because they were 
trying to keep the matrix clean and and to keep it keep it in in, in, a, in, a, in a safe in, I don't want to say safe environment because that sounds stupid, but they were trying to rid it of toxicity and people like Neo coming into the matrix was a poison entering the system and they didn't want it in there. So if you talk. It- if you watch the Matrix, a lot of uh, like the one, uh, the bald guy. What was his name? Uh, I don't know, but he was one of my favorite but, guys in there. Yes, but he was pissed off about uh, accepting reality after the fact because he lived a good life in the Matrix. In the Matrix, he was talking about eating that steak in the first ep movie. He was like, "Is this steak real? Is this is this sirloin real?" He was hey. like, "It tastes good." It fucking looks good. I'm gonna keep eating it. He ended up trying to kill everybody because the the Matrix offered him, uh, or the agent offered him, a solution of if you get rid of this this um, virus, which they they felt like it was, it was a virus and like impeding on everything they were trying to do. If you get rid of them, as in kill them, we will put you back in the Matrix and you'll live happily ever after. We'll also give you some money on top of it. How? And you will never remember that um, <clears throat> you were involved whatsoever. How was Neo not a not a virus? Something that wasn't supposed to be there, never was there, wasn't part of the program. I think he was, wasn't he? I mean, was he? He wasn't part of it until he took the pill. He has, like, unlimited capability at the end, does he not? I mean, he does, but the agents are always there. I don't know. I haven't watched The Matrix in too long. I wish we we could to. So I think that we should both get into that a little bit. Maybe review some. uh, Oh, The Matrix, dude! I used used to love the the movies, and then we should talk about it on the podcast. I used to, I used to love them. I had posters when I was like in fucking sixth grade of all the Matrix movies because I loved them so much. That's all I'm saying. It's it's more than an action film. Oh yeah, we need yeah, to get yeah. we need to get in this shit on a future podcast. Yeah, for sure. I'm just such a smart human being. I could sense that as a sixth grader. Hence why I was such a fan of the series. Oh yeah. No, I was a fucking idiot. I'm still an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, my buddy um, just went to college um, for psychology. It wasn't psych. It wasn't. What was I think it was psychology, and they did um, a couple papers on the movie itself of the the what ifs is what they were kind of getting into. But anyway, we'll get back into that probably on another show and kind of talk a little bit more intelligently on it. So we do have have a uh, common thing we like. What's that? Music. I love me some music. What kind of music are you talking about? <laughs> I'm talking about. I don't know. I my my genre of music. I don't know. It goes everything from the realm of bluegrass to death metal to fucking jazz. I to, go I go from bluegrass all the way to classical to like I was to listen, hard rap to. I was, I was listening to Latin soul in my kitchen today absolutely. when I was prepping food. I will listen to foreign music that I don't even know. I don't. I, understand the words and also oh, listen yeah. to it because yeah, yeah. at the end of the day if it's got talent behind it then enjoy it take it in and like music music has no language i mean it does like words mean things right but like people from different countries and continents that don't speak our language yeah. are, they're like you can listen to something and it, and it draws out of you a certain emotion or feeling or whatever it is and i think that's the, the power that music has and i've always appreciated that 
uh, example, most people think Despacito is an amazing song. Turns out it's super raunchy, super shitty. Probably shouldn't be telling uh, or letting your kids listen to it because it's, it's super sexual. What is it? Despacito? Yeah. I, I know the song. Was it? I had a, a guy we worked with a couple of years ago tell me the actual lyrics for it, and it was it was pretty raunchy. You know, you wouldn't want your young kids listening to it. Very sexual, very very intimate. I don't get Fucking, what, what, look fuck it up. Lyrics. Look it up. Despacito. First off, lyrics you and... can't spell uh, Spanish words for yeah, shit. I just did. Look at that. <laughs> you didn't. It corrected you. <laughs> there oh, go. God. Oh, man. Oh, yes, you know that I've been looking at you for a while. I have to dance with you today. I saw that your look was calling me. Show me the way that I'm going. Oh, <laughs> you are the magnet and I am the metal. Just the thought of it accelerates the pulse. Now I'm enjoying it more than usual. All oh. my senses are asking for more. It's getting weird. Okay, it's weird. You don't want your 10-year-old listening to Ooh, it. Ooh, verse okay? one. Slowly. I want to breathe your neck slowly. Okay. Okay. Homeboy ain't got off in a while. I, shows. I want to undress you with kisses slowly. Yeah. Sign the walls of your labyrinth. What the fuck? And make your whole body a manuscript? Okay. Turn it up, turn it up, turn it up, turn it up, turn it up. <laughs> All right, Despacito. Okay, great song. But uh, point proven. I'm Jesus. Right. Yeah. Tell me. No, there's no way. That's a good-ass song. It's catchy. No. It's... What are you doing? Looking up a different... Despacito, dude. I wonder if I can hear it through the mic. Got me feeling so no, like, Justin Bieber. Get out of here, Biebs. <clears throat> Fuck out of here. Listen, if I if I if I was worth millions of dollars at eighteen years old, I'd be f- as fucking stupid as that kid is. For sure. No, I hear you. For sure, I'd back, lose my mind. Back to music. I go from Celine Dion down to the metal shit. The the shit that makes you feel weird and you don't know why. The <clears> dark <throat> stuff. So you, you go to metal but you don't go to the extent of metal that I go metal, bro. I don't... So you've introduced me to a lot and, and uh, you know... It's, My shit goes too deep, dog. It goes deep with it. I mean, there was there weird. was there was some stuff we listened to in a cave that you ain't ever heard before. <laughs> <laughs> did we talk about the... Did we talk about the cave last time we did that? Uh, I think we mentioned... We mentioned it with Phil, but... It was. It was we, a, we, we don't have to bring up locations or anything or no. what actually happened in the cave, but we can talk about some <laughs> adventures that that we can't talk about what happened in the cave. Don't talk about the cave. No, we went on a, a, an adventure. I'm gonna say just in the region of Southwest. It was Southwest. We we told on the last podcast. So if you want to know the fucking location, <laughs> Phil will tell you the f- exact fucking hill it was on. <laughs> <laughs> he did. Did he? Oh, yeah. last one? oh, I was like Phil. He was like, yeah, it's this mound over here at this <laughs> longitude and latitude. You can find it over here. <laughs> well, we went uh, we went into a cave. And to the right, there was a small crevice that you creeped into. And I've been in caves before, some kind of touristy kind of stuff where you can actually get oxygen and stuff. This was not one of those caves. You went down what three stories, th- four stories, four stories down into the cave, and. Yeah. Um, Adventure went with you, brother. So it wasn't like four <laughs> stories where you can just like be like, "Hey, up at the top, come get us!" Like you're fucking down. You're down. You're down there. And there, you look around. There's like, like little stones holding everything up and shit. We had a we had a fella or two bounce out. 
Because it was that. Uh, it was. It was. Uh, I don't want to say it was hairy, but it was. It was uncomfortable for sure. Every breath you took was uh, a little bit harder than the last. It was, and once we found out there were bats in there. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you. We both found out we didn't like fucking. <laughs> we both found out we didn't like bats. Uh, me particularly, we might have to post a video at one point, but I have uh, no idea. I'm I'm a. Uh... I'm like old Bruce Wayne. I'm absolutely terrified of bats, it turns out. I'm not a fan either. They look like little furry mouses with wings on them until their ears start perking up. And and then you start thinking COVID-19. You're like, fuck, this is COVID-21, baby. Like, we're fucked. Yeah, so they look like little little balls of happy fuzz on the ceiling. And then when it gets about dark, I don't know what happens in their brain, but they wake up. It's like one ear, other ear. And then they kind of do a stretch. And then they look up at you, stare at you for a second, and then take off. It's their wings that are freaky because it's like, you're like, oh, this is a mouse that's hanging upside down. All of a sudden their wings open up and they're like translucent almost and you can kind of see through them. And it's like all these little, you can see all the, all the veins and shit in them. When I, when I went to escape, the, uh, eventually we got out of this cave, <laughs> the, this cave and when I went to escape and I saw that escape. son of a bitch, its damn ear was sticking up. Yeah, I was absolutely terrified. The other ear stuck up and, and then it was like head went backwards and stared at me right in the face and took off jesus christ about <laughs> shit myself and we have video of it too like evidently we had some people on the outside taking some videos and some audio of what actually what was happening inside the cave and uh jesus i, 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 I saw you were in a panic and i just i just escalated it because you were you were like shimmying on your belly to get across this little tight area and you're like you're like the man's moving <laughs> I was like, Derek. You're like, it's moving. I was like, Derek. <laughs> you're like, ah, he's flying. I was like, Derek, he's on you. <laughs> a recording of this whole thing. Oh, oh my God. It was so good. We, ha- we could pull it up, but I don't know. I don't know what's exactly on the recording, so I don't <clears> want the <throat> audio. Yeah, I don't, we're not going to put that out there. Yeah, we're not going to put it out. But for um, undisclosed reasons, we had to go back in, and my ass wasn't doing it. <laughs> I didn't care what the reasoning was, but I wasn't going back in that cave. I'll tell you that right Dude, now. Dude, my dad has been like... Bad juju, man. Bad juju. This whole time. This whole time. Dude, before, during, and after, he's like, bad juju. I come to your house. Bad juju. Did we talk about what was at the bottom of the four-story cave on the last podcast? Yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah, we did. So there was a, uh, it's been known about, but it's only been known about by locals. It was a, uh, what's thought to believe a uh, Anasazi uh, Native American skull and skeleton that's down there. And it's a, not been known about publicly uh to at least to any sort of governmental capacity or federal governmental capacity uh so it's just kind of like good old boy system like we know it's here we'll leave it there x y and z and uh they told us about it and i've never seen something like that in person before and i'd be damned if i pass the opportunity to see something like that before it goes away forever it's a a real human who lived a full life a human his resting place was right there right in front of you you saw where it it ended for the last time and it was like hits it hits it's kind of weird when you see it for the first time it's weird it wasn't it wasn't like freaky or like spooky it was i don't know it kind of put things into perspective for me like once like this whole this whole thing we call life's a party and like once I punch out, man, it's just going to keep on going. 
Because exactly. the Anasazi Indians, I think, went away in the 1300s or 1400s. Yep. So that skull's probably 600 years old, something like that. They're, they're past us up for debate, but the locals, uh, you know... They do say that it's uh, artistic people. And, uh, you know, at the end of the day, this person had a life, felt sadness, happiness, had good memories, had bad memories, had people who they loved. And you saw this person in the last spot that they, they laid to rest, and they're still there today. And it was, it was kind of fucking weird. Yeah, it's weird. It's kind of weird. It, it was, it was humble. I don't want to say humbling. But it was, it was kind of humbling, for sure. Yeah, makes you feel a time boy. It's like, I'm going to be that someday. It's like, yeah, someone going to be holding my fucking skull? Like, <laughs> yeah. is someone going to look at me and take a picture of me? When my, so. when my All my flesh is deteriorated off my skull, and I'm sitting in a cave somewhere? Like, I don't know. It was, it was, it's so weird. I never thought in my life I'd I'd, I'd see something like that in person. And like... Oh, it's right there, right in front of me. I, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of jealous in a way that that person got to, to, to rest there for the last time because that, like in in this day and age, you're gonna be stuck in a sarcophagus sealed thing, and you're gonna be in a coffin in the ground, and that's gonna be the it. That's gonna be it. I, I, I told my wife. I said. If you put me in a coffin, I will haunt you for the rest of your days. Ashes to ashes. Oh, I want to be. I want to be. Uh, I want to be cremated. I'm. I will not have my journey end with my body deteriorating inside of a coffin, and it never being able to be, be part of this world again. It's it's so it's so ridiculously saddening to me that 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 people do that. If they want to do it, cool. But it's absolutely terrifying. Ashes to ashes, I want to be a part of the circle of life over and over and over again. And that's just how it is. Yeah, I think Angelica was saying that she wants to be cremated and put into... You can get like put into an urn and then be buried with a tree, and the tree eventually will absorb everything. Literally absorb everything, and then that tree, the the leaves will fall off of it, or it'll produce a fruit, and it's the circle of life, and it's absolutely beautiful but it comes back to religion religion is 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 trying to drive people away from from that it's kind of scientific like circle of life mentality like you get put in the ground so pe- so worms don't get at you and then you go to heaven okay N- no sir no what? sir yeah <laughs> what <laughs> what kind of tree you want to be I want to be a strong tree, a big, big, big tree, a big tall tree, oak tree. I want to be an oak tree. Oak, oak's good. Oak burns good. You know what tree I want to be? I want to burn good, dog. I want to be a pine tree, so you can't fucking burn me. I leave pine needles all over the place, and I give off a lot of goddamn pollen and inconvenience you. Sticky and shit, and people don't want to climb. Sticky, there's fucking spider webs up there. The bark looks ugly. I want to be a just kill that like ten foot radius of grass in your yard. I want to be a dogwood tree. That way, uh, I'll never get big enough to be turned into a crucifix, and people won't be able to. <laughs> Jesus Christ! An oracle in there. Let's go. Let's go back to that conversation we used to have about religion. Why dogwoods don't get as big as they used to? Yeah, yeah. You know, no, but going to see that, seeing that, seeing that skull in, in the flesh, man, it's a it's a eye opening experience. And just just for those that are listening, there was there was. Nothing 
we didn't we didn't desecrate it. We didn't do anything weird. There was it, it, we had I had asked the people that had showed me or told me about this like. Hey, is this weird if we go check this out? Like, like we've never seen something like this. They were like, hundred percent, it's cool. And like, just going down in that cave, we like, I think it was like the second or third story down. You could see like yep. engraved in the wall. It was like, John and Karen, forty-eight. Like, so it's been known about for for centuries. There was like, there was a beer can, and there's always going to be somebody who who takes away from something that's that's so awesome like that and there there were a couple beer cans down there yeah, i would was, be caught dead leaving something in that place of that person that 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 rest no, the last time no because if i died in that cave and someone left a bunch of shitty ass fucking i think i think it was like miller light especially yeah. miller light fuck miller light first off <laughs> <laughs> if you leave a fucking miller light can where i die I'm gonna haunt you to the like, day you fucking die. Take pictures with me and 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 look at me and and just take it all in. But if you leave garbage and them Twix wrappers and shit, there's always like some shitty people that just want to watch the world some burn. Fucking granola bars, but wrappers down there. Like, come on, man. Yeah. What are we doing? This is this 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 experience is is so far above you, and you don't you don't even deserve it. Like. Yeah, but if you want to see pictures of it, we got some. Hit me up on the hit me up on the gram. Sit down, Brad. On the, uh, on the gram. On the gram, dog. I got that shit locked down though. So shoot me a message if you're trying to get that friend request. You know what I'm saying? I'm getting rid of all that shit. You can Are hold you? on. I'm, you, you can hold on to it. I'm getting rid of it. I do it. I do it for. The, I don't know why I do it. Hey man, if you want to talk to Derek Frost, you're gonna have to tune into the podcast because this is the only place you're gonna find me. You gonna start your own? Oh, this one. I'm I'm gonna visit from time to time <laughs> and let people know how I've been. So this is the seventh episode. This is your fourth time being on one. So is that be- the fourth time? Yeah, because oh, you were third. you were on one. You were on two. Right. Okay. You were on yeah. Phil's, and then you were on this one. I wasn't really on Phil's. I was there to take it in, and I appreciate you letting me be there. But I was. Yeah. I'm glad you're there because I was fumble fucking my way through that one. Yeah, it was rough. I don't know if it was we had a being long, hung over or a long, long weekend, long couple of days. We traveled. How many miles do you a think lot. we traveled to talk to this man? The, the The amount of miles we drove, the amount of mountains we hiked, and the amount of beer we drank was incredible. Worth it, hundred percent. Worth it. Southwest has got a place in my heart forever. Traveled three thousand miles, talked to a man like Phil. Jesus Christ, that's it, my Lord and Savior. You want to know something funny though? <laughs> Speaking that? of Jesus Christ. I uh, <laughs> I don't know how I fucking pulled up on this, but uh, I was talking to my, my stepmom today, and she's super religious. And uh-huh. She was like, da 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 tell me about this. And I was like, for some reason, I just saw this a couple of days ago, but it's 1 Timothy 2.12. But I suffer not a woman to teach, nor to usurp authority over the man, but to be in silence. Shit. So next time you get a you get a lady that starts starts jaw jacking on you, jaw jacking, you just hit her with that First Timothy two twelve. Hey man, send me the link. I'm, a, I'm a, I gotta let my wife know. Be in silence, woman. <laughs> <laughs> it's the it's the it's the word of Jesus. It ain't me. That's God. <laughs> <laughs> Argue it, dare you? And she's like, well, the things in that time were different. Da 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 da. I was like, but it's it's the word. And I was like, I was like, it's New Testament. You can just, you can, you know, you can argue Old Testament because it's the old way, but New Testament's what everyone's doing now. 
I'm like, here it says, I said, here it says, shut the fuck up (laughs) from Jesus himself. (laughs) So funny. People twist it the way they want to, but at the end of the day, he he hates the gays. He hates them. Do not stick your pecker in another man's booty hole (laughs) or I will cast you in a lake of fire. (laughs) Let's get the fuck out of here. (laughs) This is where I'm at. I know we got to start wrapping this up, but it's hard for me to think that people, I don't want to say hard to think, religion is a great thing used for the right reasons, right? We've already said this a million fucking times. Mm -hmm. This is where I get hung up. I can, I don't want to say I, a dude can go out and rape fucking kids, right? God's not going to stop him. No. But he can do that, fuck a bunch of people's lives up. And then ask for forgiveness afterwards, and all's well on the Western Front. And he's good to go. Good to go. See you at the pearly gates, brother. Yeah. If that's if that's if that's the if that's the rules of the house, I don't want to play in that game. You don't want to live in the house. I ain't, dude. I ain't. I ain't going to that place. But if you you sleep with a man, you forget to go to church and ask for forgiveness before you die. You're you're SOL, brother. Yeah, that don't seem like a good deal. <laughs> that ain't a good deal, man. I ain't smart, but I know a good deal when I see one, and that ain't a good deal. It's not. It's not. Oh, for another time. Oh fuck. <laughs> well, we uh, we can officially tell all religious women to shut the fuck up. And that's what Jesus said in First Timothy two twelve. Okay, be in silence. We'll send you the links. We'll send you the link. First Timothy two twelve. We'll even get it in the. How do we get it in the non King James version? I'm not gonna talk to you. I'm gonna let God do it. I'm gonna let God do it. And he's saying, "Shut the fuck up." <laughs> <laughs> His wife's asleep right now. By don't the way. teach me and don't usurp authority over the man, but to be silent. Shut the fuck up. Preach, Jesus. <laughs> So Sign shut the up. fuck up. <laughs> I want to, to go over how Marilyn Manson beats women and makes great music, but I don't think we have time. <laughs> Maybe next time. When's, huh? when's your old lady getting here? Oh, she's about to pull up any minute. Oh, okay. Well, Marilyn Manson will holler at you soon. Why'd he get fat, man? He lost all street cred when he got fat. Uh, I know. I saw him. That's what happens when you get, get off drugs. I guess. Yeah, I saw him in an acoustic version kind of concert, and it was just awful. Oh, dude, I saw him in Sons of Anarchy like six years ago, and he was fat. And I was like, oh, fuck, Marilyn. Yeah, what are you doing? A bunch of people are coming out about him uh, mistreating him. Well, bitch, you damn started dating Marilyn Manson. <laughs> hey, for another time, brother. Yeah, I don't know if you ever watched the Dope Show music video, but uh, if you watch that and still want to date the guy, like, kudos to you. You can't be complaining about a couple of years down the road. Is all no. Saying. All right. All right, ladies and gents, thanks for tuning in. Yes, and uh, yeah. for, for all those religious girls out there, shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Love tune you guys. In, tune in next time. <laughs> tune in next time, but be quiet. See you. See you.